Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah. That's right, we're the podcast that explores the American animated sitcom, The Simpsons. But we go from seasons 11 and beyond. Why, you ask? Well, we know there are plenty of other podcasts out there that explore the quote-unquote golden age, uh, seasons 1 through 10. But we want to find the gold in the newer episodes. The newest episodes, when we can, uh, just like this week. But when we can't, we go to the uh, Wheel of Random to find our episode. I am an annoyed grunt boy named Steve, and I can't do this on my own. So with me, as always, is my annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hello, Steve. I've got something to say that I've been waiting a long time to say to you. I'd say about a year. Oh, I bet it's this. Kids and vodka. Yow. Maybe later. But for now, I got one thing to say to you, and that is happy birthday. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> That sounds so sincere. Yes. Our schedule, we always record on Mondays, and Monday falls on my birthday. And I, I'm a professional, Steve. I don't need to say, oh, I need to take a day off for my birthday. No, I will record on my birthday. Wow. True also, hero. Yeah, also not really a fan of birthdays. Yeah. Especially this one. Yeah, because this is a milestone birthday for you, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I, I turned 26. For the 14th time. <laughs> yes. Yes, I hit the big old four zero wow you've been that for a couple months now i know do you feel any different that's the stupidest question anyone asks <laughs> i know yes i do i okay. i, I turned 40 i feel my political leanings are more conservative conservative now um do you feel the need to buy a conser- uh, buy a, a convertible or yeah or a hooker or something i bought both <laughs> But yeah, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, you know, some birthday drinks in this podcast, I think. Of course, we'll have our usual beer. Yes. I might, you know, decide to drink a little bit more. We'll find out. Um, right. But I got to say, I, it is my birthday. And um, one of our listeners got me a birthday <laughs> present. That's very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> also significant other of one of the Noi Grunt Boys <laughs> uh, purchased a video game for said uh, significant other for birthday, which is me, of course. So did you get like, uh, I don't know, like Pac-Man or a new PS4 game? Think bigger and think older and think what we've talked about a couple of times on this podcast, Steve. And oh, related boy. to this, yeah. Uh, she went and got the one up arcade Simpsons machine for myself. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, she could also play it too. For, I'll let <laughs> Very it. nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, set up and I gotta say, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. For those of you who are unaware, this is like the classic four player Simpsons uh, video game from the 90s in a cabinet. Arcade game. The arcade game, yeah. And the cabinet is a beautiful uh, blue with the Simpsons all over it. And it's, uh, it's a thing of beauty. So I, I only toyed around with a, for a little bit because as soon as I get home from work, work, I have to do stuff for this show and then start recording. So I don't have much time to play. But I went around because besides also playing the arcade, the original 90s arcade game, it also plays a Simpsons bowling game that only came out of arcades in like the early 2000s. Very awesome. And I could see this being kind of fun, like to have like some pals over and play the bowling game, drinking a couple of brewskis. Mm-hmm. But also I thought it was interesting too. You also play online and have private rooms. So Steve, Oh, you need to get non-listener your SO <laughs> to buy you the same thing. So we could go and play online and, and stream it online together. That does sound like fun. You know, I told her what your SO did and I told her the like original retail price of the item. And she's like, you know, that's not so bad. 
with the original retail price yeah it's horrible i know luckily luckily heather she said she got it on sale for the cheap because it it was what like original retail price was like what five hundred dollars right yeah yeah and i'm like i didn't no i'm not paying that (laughs) i'll pay thirty dollars and an onion as was the style at the time yeah (laughs) i had it on my belt so now an annoyed grunt boy has the machine so uh if any other simpsons listeners out there got it maybe we could do a little private uh private play yeah that'd be a lot of fun that sounds dirty private play (laughs) i I did when i started the game i played as marge always the uh always my go-to it's the right one because you just got the long reach with the vacuum Mm -hmm. yeah uh but the bowling i played the bowling the bowling was fun nice but yeah, again, it's one of those things where I would just sit or sit stand. Uh, maybe maybe you'll come over. We'll have mm-hmm. a couple of some things. I don't know what what, what, would, we, what would we do if we were playing huh. the video game. What should we do? Maybe we should have some beers. Which reminds me, it's time for our favorite segment, the Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> That's right, Craig. It's time for the Simpsons Beer Corner. Uh, what have you got for us this week? Well, I'll uh, try to make it relatable to the episode. And I thought this was kind of a fun idea and something that we usually we usually do like stouts and porters and like mm-hmm. fancy microbrews. Well, I thought to connect this week's beer would be to uh, Homer goes to a dog park, right? Yeah. Now, do you remember in the 80s, there was a dog that advertised for beer? I do remember this. Yeah. That was, of course, Spuds McKenzie. The party dog. The party dog advertised for Budweiser, which in hindsight was a horrible thing to have a dog (laughs) representing a beer. You know, Budweiser, of the domestics, American beers, probably my least favorite. Yeah, I, I hear that. Well, I was at the Total Wine and More, which is a place I go to to get all my beers, and I saw they had Bud Light next. And I saw them, and they're in the skinny, these skinny cans, right? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, I'm like, what is this? And the selling point was uh, zero carbs and 80 calories. And when I used to be on keto, you can never drink beer because of the carb content. Right. But Michelob came out with Michelob Ultra, and mm-hmm. I would drink those occasionally. And they were okay for what they were, like serviceable American piss beer, right? Right. So I'm doing it. I'm going to drink this Bud Light next. Wow. It's Brave man. Super crisp light beer. It's got that thin um, Red Bull can side. It's like those seltzer cans. Mm-hmm. People love. So I think they're trying to appeal to like a healthy beer drinking lifestyle. It's <laughs> not a thing. Again, it's it's just a zero carbs, super crisp, light beer. It's it's weak. It's only got like 4% alcohol content by volume. There's no description except for it says here, light beer with natural flavors and fruit juice for color. Huh. Right, give it a go. Um, I just smell aluminum, 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 is this soda? What are your, uh, is it sweet? Is it, what are your thoughts? It, you know what it is? You get a little hint of beer flavor, huh? but then it kind of gets like, like a, if like, if you took a whiff of like beer from someone's glass, that's mm-hmm. the flavor, like a super light beer. But it's weird because it says that it says it has more of a fruity aftertaste. Interesting. It's really weird. You know what it's it's like, um, you know, when you're like in high school and 
you got some friends over and you're going to raid the liquor cabinet. So what you do is you, <laughs> you get a, a dry erase marker and you mark on a line where the alcohol is at. And right. then when you drink the booze with your friends, you then the next day fill it up to that line with water. So you water down the booze because your parents will never notice, right? Right. <laughs> so this is what it tastes like. It tastes like they put two ounces of Bud Light in there and then filled it up with one of their seltzer waters. You could crush these for like um, and not feel the effects. This is this is gross. <laughs> I can't do this. Steve, oh. I'm doing a redo. It's my birthday. You're allowed to redo on your birthday. All right, we're gonna we're gonna change it up here. This has nothing to do with the podcast. I just grabbed this. It's called Keep It Crunchy Granola Stout. Yeah, I'm going back Ooh, to this stout. Yeah. Uh, Six point five percent alcohol alcohol by volume. It's from uh, Omega Almond Gang. Almond Gang. Yeah. Yeah. This hearty granola stout is the perfect companion for your next outdoor adventure. Complex with and flavorful. Uh, it overflows with pecan aromas and vanilla undertones, bestowing a subtle uh, sweetness and that pairs beautifully with the silky texture uh, derived from flaked oats and dried crunch berries. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So let's give it a go. Uh, uh, to clarify, I think it's cranberries. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I want a crunch berry. <laughs> I mean, that, that yeah, also sounds maybe, good. But... Maybe that Bud Light got to me then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so cranberry, cocoa nibs, uh, oats, honey, pecan flavor, vanilla, uh, style with natural flavors. Okay. Oh, man, that's good. Is it? Yeah. That's what beer is supposed to taste, or that's what taste is supposed to taste like. <laughs> Very <laughs> smooth. Really good. You get a nice, you get that, you really do get like a nice granola aftertaste. Huh. Everything worse. Sir. The the thickness, I think, is kind of like the honey texture there. The cranberry, I don't. I taste the vanilla. Mm, that's some good crunch berry. Ooh. Yep. I, I I recommend this one. Keep it crunchy, no. Steve. Yeah, I feel sounds, like a hippie. Yeah, but that sounds amazing. That's good. Um, here, but you can finish my Bud Light next. Uh, I'm good. Thanks. No, finish it. Ah. Do it, or I'll do this. Ow. Fine. I guess it's your birthday, so <laughs> you got your birthday punch, and now I'll drink that crappy beer. Yeah, I'd rather have birthday punch over that beer. <laughs> All right, so I need something to something different to wash this down with. Um, so I have um, it seems appropriate for this episode. It's called Pariah, much like Homer becomes, and it is a lotus flower hazy IPA from Pariah Brewing. As I've mentioned before. I'm not the biggest IPA guy, but I'm Mm-mm. I'm open-minded. So this IPA is all about newcomer hop lotus, heavily kettled and dry hopped with lotus, as well as sprinkles of amarillo and bravo lend beautiful notes of navel orange, vanilla, berries, and stone fruit. The lotus flower is seen as a symbol of purity in many cultures. It reminds us that no matter how muddy the water gets, it's still impossible to have something amazing rise from it. It's still possible to have something amazing rise from it. So no matter how bad things can get, it can get better, which I think is a interesting moral as we head in this episode. It might connect. Yeah. 6.8% alcohol by volume. Serve at 38 degrees. Don't see the IPA IBUs. Oh, 43 IBUs. So not super high, especially for an, for an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the can is beautiful, but not super kid friendly. It has a big uh, lotus flower on it, like photorealistic. Oh, yeah. I never said my cans. Uh, the Cape of Crunchy Granola is using a orange, purple, brown motif. Um, it's too complex and hippie looking. I don't think kids like it. Yeah. The uh, Bud Light next looks 
like it's from uh, a Back to the Future movie. Yeah, so I like, think kids would probably want to. Uh, yeah, it looks like a can of Pepsi from the future. <laughs> right. But from the future, from a 1980s perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a cloudy, hazy IPA. It's not bad. It's uh, the the hops are not super like bitter or weedy tasting like don't taste like marijuana. Right. And it has like a bit of the hoppiness, but it finishes fairly clean. I think that, you know, if you had a bunch of uh, stouts that you wanted to enjoy for the night, this is a good beer to start out with. You get a feeling for beer and it's like the opposite end of the spectrum. So I think I think it's uh, it's not bad. It's it's pretty good. In fact, you know, it's funny. I like to start out with like a beer that I like and the tasty. But once the booze hits, then I'll drink an IPA. Yeah, I get that, too. Yeah, I tend to like if I, I like to drink my beer in three sections. So I get a warm up. And then the second one is like my heavy stout that's probably higher ABV. And then I like to close the night with something that is tasty, but not super flavor intense. So and not something that's thick. Yeah. Right. So something kind of in the five to six alcohol range. It might be like a darker, like a dark lager is a great way for me to finish my night out where I get that like dark multi flavor, but it's not overwhelming. And it's kind and of don't feel full. Right. Exactly. It's a right. bit lighter in body. Yeah. So. I, I, I'll say that the Pariah Lotus Flower is a it's a solid IPA. All right. Well, you know what's a solid episode? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. We haven't reviewed it yet. Let's uh, get into this week's episode. How about that? Well, before we do that, though, let's go hop in our time machine all the way back to well yesterday. Yep. As of this recording, and uh, find out what the number one movie in the box office was. Well, no surprise here, Steve. It's still the Bartman. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman. Still haven't seen it. Um, I know you're on your vacation right now as this record. Indeed, we should and do it this we week. Should, we should. We might go see it this week. But then I, I think I heard that it's going to be on HBO Max next month. So I'm thinking like. <laughs> I really need to see it. Hmm. It's still three hours, and I'm going to and we'll be going to a theater where there's booze, and then mm. I'm going to be getting up to pee all the time. That's true. Well, we'll think about it next week. We will find out if Steve and Craig have actually seen the Batman. How about that? You, yeah, you will. You'll yeah. give us some enticement to. Yeah, yeah. Next week, because <laughs> that's all I know that you guys care about. Yep. Let's have these couple dicks seen the friggin' Batman movie. <laughs> Will these assholes see in the movie? What we'll finds out what happens will shock you. <laughs> the third, the third podcast will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Um, I guess I'm going to play Encanto now. How about that? Oh no, you what? don't have to. We can talk about Bruno because oh, that song man. is no longer the number one Billboard Hot 100 song. In fact, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 is "Heat Wave" by Glass Animals. All right, glass animals. That I mean, just to get to the point, guys. Uh, yeah, it's actually doesn't seem that bad. It's fine. Uh, the music video is interesting. It's a real dorky British guy walking down the street singing. So yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we'll probably hear them next week, right? Uh, probably. All right, Steve. Uh, that's our review for Glass Animals uh, Heat Wave. <laughs> so don't take us off DMA. We're just reviewing. Yep, just talking about it. Yep. Uh, speaking of heat waves, let's uh, talk Not about this week's episode. Wave. Uh, when Homer is erroneous, erroneously blamed for leaving senses of the helper locked in a hot car, footage of the incident goes viral, outraging all of the Springfield and making Homer a pariah. 
Steve, I, I'm just going to finish these beers. I might make something else up. Alrighty, I'm going to probably stick with my IPA. It's not my favorite, but I think it'll warm up for me. I mean, right. if I don't drink it, it will. Yeah. We'll be right back. But today I see our reflections clearly in Hollywood laying on the screen. You just need a better life than this. You need something I can never give. Fake We're back. Today we're talking about, you won't believe what this episode is about. Act 3 will shock you. The 14th episode of the 33rd season. It originally aired March 13th, 2022. It is episode 720 in the show's run. Your nerd code is UABFO7. It was written by Christine Nagel, directed by Jennifer Moeller, and your showrunners are Al Jean and Matt Selman. All right, Steve, uh, update. Um, I've already finished, well, besides the uh, that Bud beer, Bud Light, mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I crushed that pretty fast, and then I also crushed the other beer, and I, I switched my drinks now, so uh, here we go. It's, it's allowed. You know, this is a birthday podcast, right? Absolutely. You can do whatever you want. All right, so in that break, I finished that beer. I'll just let you know what I'm having now. I switched over to a perfect uh, Manhattan. Ah, oh, lovely. It's like two ounces. Okay, well, mine is four ounces <laughs> of whiskey. I use a Canadian blend, and it's uh, an ounce of uh, sweet vermouth and an ounce of uh, dry vermouth with some uh, bitters in there. And that's what I'm drinking now for Very this nice. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm sloppy drunk by the end, it's uh, then you know why. Yeah. You might get so drunk that it wraps around at the beginning of it. Even. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sound pretty coherent now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming you're still with your same beer. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but uh, it, it's good. It's right, well, maybe you'll switch to something else. Yeah. Maybe. In, in mid podcast when we play a clip. Yeah. Live. So you only have, you know, like a minute to go get it. Okay. Yeah. No editing, Steve. We got an no. audience today. That's right. Of us. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so back to the Simpsons. Sorry to I've said before I don't care about my birthday, but and making all about myself. And by the time this airs, it's not my birthday anymore. Isn't it St. Patrick's Day actually when this airs? It is, yeah. Oh, we should have been celebrating Patrick. I know. Nah. Sorry, Patrick of Saints. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. And we'll celebrate Patrick Warburton too. And Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. And uh Patrick Duffy. And our favorite Patrick, Patrick Stewart. That's right. He's number one. <laughs> in our hearts. Well, in the Simpsons. Yeah. Because he was number one. That's right. Even though Jonathan Franks was his number one in Star Trek. So confusing. <sighs> At least he's not number two. Yeah. That'd be shitty. Yeah. Uh, but you know he's number one in this episode. Who's that? Christine Nagel. Yes. And Jennifer Muller. Yeah. I think this is the, um, I don't know if you, I think I saw it on Twitter that uh, this is the first time a female writer and female director for The Simpsons, isn't it? I think so. And I think that's awesome. I mean, maybe 33 years too late, but. Sure. But, you know, a woman did write the pilot. And and she doesn't like talking about it either. Yeah. It was a very, what was her name? Now I feel bad for forgetting her name. I want to say. If I looked on the internet, I would know. I think you're right. But it is great that, uh, you know, we got representation here of some women. And it was uh, now, now Mimi based, Pond. Yeah, Mimi Pond. Uh, because she kind of said that it was a boys club when it yeah. first started. And maybe Sam Simon, you know, even though it was great with animals, charities, maybe he wasn't as uh, progressive as we should be today. Right. Well, look where that got him. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Tilly. Didn't, yes. they, didn't they marry? I they were so, together yeah. for it? Okay. Uh, but Christy Nagel, well, this is about her, not about yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> we're making it about the man again, right? Right. So Christy uh, Nagel. But according to the Wiki Simpsons, she only had special thanks to video game. But um, is this her first episode then writing a, uh, an episode of The Simpsons? I think it's her first credit, but I think she's been writing with the staff for a while. Okay. Now. So she's a staff writer slash producer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is her first 
first credit. Um, good stuff from Christine Nagel and Jennifer Moller. Yes. Um, if you are a fan of the Doughboys, I, or if you're not and you want to know more about Christine Nagel, I highly recommend any episode that she's been on. She's been on it multiple times. A really good guest. Did you know that one of the uh, co-hosts of the Doughboys, uh, Mike Mitchell, he worked on The Simpsons? Really? Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And we were talking about video games earlier, and one of the other guys, uh, Nick Weiger, he worked in video games. Did he do uh, the PlayStation 3, uh, or no, PlayStation 2, Sopranos Road to Redemption? Like, I won't answer that. You'll have to go and listen to those podcasts and yeah. find out. How that why, why are we plugging the Doughboys? Well, they clearly need it. <laughs> they need our support. <laughs> yeah, and the Annoy Grim Boys, like we said, that does it's not a reference to them at all. Nope, not at all. And we thought of it before they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so fun thing about this title, at 73 characters long, that's a very busy episode. Too many oh, don't, don't forget uh, Chrissy Nagel's mother is Lindsay Nagel. Oh, yeah, of course. Don't look it up. Just trust me. Yeah, just anytime we say anything, just trust yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at Trump won the election. Let's remember that Craig said that. Said what? That the guy won the, the thing. Just say the sentence very clearly and make sure there's no background noise. Go. What sentence? Fine. All right. What were you saying about 73 characters? Uh, this is the second longest episode title in the series. Uh, the first being Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in the Curse of the Flying Hellfish, which was uh, 83 characters long. So You know, and that's one of my, that's a, it's a fun episode. I Somehow I think that slipped from my memory that it was the title of the episode. I always just called it like the Curse of the Flying Hellfish. Right. Yeah, I know. I always thought that was the title or just like the fly, Flying Hellfish. But yeah. Right. Raging Abe Simpson. Hmm. That's a fun episode. It was a good episode. I like the ending. Uh, hey, fun say, boys, get hey, the fun boys, hey, fun boys, get through. I'm off to see Kraftwerk. <laughs> you say Kraftwerk at the discotheque or? Yeah. Hey, fun boys. I just like that. I would love to see Kraftwerk at a discotheque. It'd be a fun show. <laughs> oh, here we are again talking about old episodes. And we're our new our new thing now is we're going to be talking about old episodes within the new episodes <laughs> to review those old episodes, right? Right. So just random episodes. We'll, we'll weave in. Uh, that episode to hear so you know we always talk about tattoos and stuff like that but like seriously the flying hellfish i know so many simpsons fans that have that tattoo but it's a great one it's a that's a that's a winner yeah for sure for sure all right well let's just start with this episode it begins as it always does with um a chalkboard gag and a and then a couch are we, are we done with this bit how we always talk about this now it's yeah, like 14 so. episodes in okay we're just not doing it this year or they're not doing it really yeah so. i mean they've been doing couch gags but i mean the chalkboard yeah. is done right probably because when kids watch the show they're like what the hell is bart writing on and with? why is that tablet so big <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um no there's there's lots of story to get involved with so let's just start off the way a simpsons episode does with the exterior shot of the house mm-hmm um, we go into the kitchen and uh, Bart and Homer and the daughter. What's her name? Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. They're here enjoying their breakfast. I think Lisa's eating ham, bacon, sausage. And uh, this it seems like uh, science fiction because do people still eat at uh, breakfast, breakfast together? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the last time I ate a meal. at. A... Did you ever? I don't remember. Like my family never sat down for breakfast. My dad was like gone like five in the morning. Yeah. Um, it was a, for a pack of I, cigarettes and never came back. But. Of course. <laughs> 
Uh, it was a thing for our family. Um, not like, I remember like when I was in elementary school, we had like, my dad would always read the newspaper. My mom would listen to country Western on the radio and yeah, there'd be breakfast. Hmm. But you know, this is, this is, this is a slice of Americana, right? Yeah. Marge, Marge seems a little eager here. She's pacing back and forth. Something, something's up with Marge. I don't know, but yeah. um, uh, she, she's forcing the, the the family to finish their breakfast. And a funny scene, but you know, Marge just enjoying his crustios. <laughs> And uh, uh, she just opens his gullet and just pours the cereal down it, his throat <laughs> and begins to do the same thing with uh, Homer. Homer's got his pancakes for breakfast. but She just rolls up the pancake like a funnel and just pours the syrup down. And And I thought uh, that looks kind of <laughs> that seems kind of I'm down for that. Yeah. See, I'm going to try that with you. OK, open your mouth. I made some pancakes real quick. Oh, OK. Wait, hold on. Pancakes. I right, open your mouth. Mm-hmm. I right, okay, can pour this. It's weird that okay, the syrup's pouring and you got it. Are you just getting there? Uh huh. All right. It's weird that they changed the syrup to a red bottle and renamed it Drano. Huh. Oh well. Uh-huh. How is it, Steve? Uh-huh. Oh man, needs more salt. <laughs> but my but my pipes are finally clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should make Drano for adults. What? <laughs> yeah. I think most Drano. I think. For... <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they should make Drano for kids. <laughs> I like how Lacomer is. With the syrup is like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> I think we should find out why Marge is so, so, so much in a rush and fretting, right? Yeah, let's check it out. Okay. Hurry up! It's almost here. <laughs> Yippee! My industrial grade steam vacuum. The same model they used to clean grisly crime scenes and sticky champagne rooms. Okay, ma'am. I have you down for a three-hour rental starting. No. Everybody, out, 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 out! Me and the floors deserve to savor every minute of our special spa day. And take the dog! <laughs> now it's my time to make these stains herstory. Ugh, are you quoting their actual slogan? I'm quoting my wildest dreams! The animation <laughs> with Marge throwing Santa's little helper. Yeah. Homer and gets Homer. an ass full of dog. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little problem though, Steve. Oh, how come uh, she didn't throw their other dog at Homer? I'm bring this up right now. Where's uh, Santa's little helper's mom at? I know he lives with the family. And uh, uh, last where's, week there's a goat. Where's Axel? Yeah, and Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Uh, one of Lisa's hamster. Well, the hamster's not going to roll around. Great, but they have a whole menagerie of animals. And uh... where's the alligator in the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> Did Grandpa finally defeat it? Maybe. So it's a industrial vacuum, Steve. Yeah, and it's cool that it was hand delivery. Usually, you have, you got to go to the, the local Kroger to rent one of those. But... Right, and you have to wait in line at customer service. But maybe those aren't as good as what she's got, right? Yeah, because she went to uh, Jack and Jen's or Jen and Jack's rented Vax. Hey, that's what I'm drinking, Jack, and you're drinking the gin, right? That's right. Did you like how uh, Raphael, the sarcastic guy, is like looking at his watch? Yeah. Like, and now exactly three hours. <laughs> Does he just sit in the van and wait? <laughs> Yeah, he sits I'll watch there. A third of a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> that was a my joke. I was going to say <laughs> the vacuum. Yeah, this is a, a thing with cartoons in general. But the vacuum has a button which they use to go from suction to reverse, basically making it a blower. She's gone from suck to blow. This is the fact that that doesn't exactly seem to exist in the real world. 
the vacuum with both the suck and blow option. Well, I'll have you know, it does, Steve. Oh. On my shop vac. Really? Well, you see, shop vacs. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So they have like, the shop vac has like the tube that sucks in and then there's a filter and then there's another hole that's that sucks out the air or shoots out air. I guess it'd be good if you had like wood shavings or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I have a fun story that is about sucking and blowing. Mm, Uh, tell. uh, Kids or (laughs) parents. Wait, you have a fun story that's about sucking and blowing kids (laughs) and parents? Kids and vodka. (laughs) Yeah. No. um, So I was, I went to go clean up my fireplace and usually I will just take the broom and, and you know, like the, the fireplace broom and shovel all the ash out and into a tin. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my shop vac just to suck out all the ash. Mm-hmm. So I went to go get it and the, uh, the hose was detached. And so the shop vac has two holes, right? One is the suck hole. One is a blow hole <laughs> that blows out the, the air. And so I, I, I take it and i'm like oh okay i need to i I put the tube in right and so i'm ready to suck the ash out and unfortunately i put it in the wrong hole and so as Uh soon as i turn the shot back on it just air just blew out all over the the ash from the fireplace oh no and it was like a scene from a sitcom or cartoon where i had that if i wore if i wore glasses it would i would have had to like (laughs) uh, windshield wipers would have came on my glasses right dust or ash got on me wow yeah so and i said you know what and also like you know the it's not worth it. It's just hauling up the uh, the the shop vac and plugging it, you know, plugging it in and carrying it down, yeah. emptying it. I just take the time now just to use the classic shovel and uh, broom. Mm-hmm. If it was good enough for uh, 18th century or 19th century uh, boys, and it's good enough for you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I should hire a chimney sweep. <laughs> Some like eight year old kid from England. Like, I'll give you a. Uh, uh, a pound, a pound, a shilling, you know, a shilling for yeah. a suit job. That sounds far worse. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, but we'll be there. Back to what you're, you're saying, like the, the, but I, but I think with hers, like your traditional vacuums probably don't have that, but hers probably does. Yeah, I mean, if you're spending, you know, who knows how much per hour for the, <laughs> it's, the, it's literally probably like here. ten dollars. Yeah, but it's paying thirty bucks. <laughs> Yeah, that oh. yeah, seems like a reasonable rate. It looks yeah. pretty pretty fancy though. Yeah, probably has like the steam and all that. Right, right. Yeah, because you got to put like some chemicals and water and yeah, and it does take a while. Hmm. I just I just hate floors and cleaning floors. Me Why too. can't we it's just a, have? It's a hard blind spot for me too. Like I try and help out around the house, and uh, I can do anything, but floors just they bore me, and they I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, be more entertaining floors. Yeah. Like, why can't you just be a giant TV screen and I can look at you? That'd be great. I'd love to sweep up. Like, like, say I was watching an episode of Magnum P.I. and I start sweeping his mustache. <laughs> That'd be fun. Anywho, mm-hmm. back to the episode. Okay. Uh, Homer drives Bart Lisa and sends his little helper to a dog park. The kids excitedly chant, dog park, dog park, dog park, until they hear bouncing and cheering from the building across the street. It's the Boingatorium Trampoline Park. <laughs> This uh, causes Bart and Lisa to, tra- to chant trampoline park three times, or maybe I should say trampampoline park three times. Steve, I went to the Boingatorium this weekend, but there was a tramp named Mylene, though. <laughs> I'll do it for myself. Okay. Very good. Uh, 
Homer doesn't want to be left alone in a giant dirt toilet with a bunch of dog-obsessed weirdos, but uh, Barton leaves a bag. Homer does notice that the trampoline park is situated in between a neck and skull <laughs> urgent care and a back and limb urgent care. So what could go wrong? You know, and if those uh, urgent cares go out of business, they could be, you know what they should do? They should turn them into barbecue joints. So the yeah. urgent care has the neck and skull. <laughs> And then back and limbs. Well, I don't think the back and limbs are the only uh, tasty ones. Yeah, I don't need the neck and skull. <laughs> neck and skull. Yeah, neck and skull meat's not that good. No, it's a little brainy. Save the neck for me, Clark. All right, so as the uh, kids spring towards the House of Bounds, Homer and Santa's little helper head to the Park of Dog. Uh, they run into Lenny, who has uh, ditched his actual uh, usual outfit and is wearing some uh, dog bone suspenders. Is Does Lenny just love, does he hate belts? I think so. Yeah, maybe he had an abusive father. Jesus. That's horrible to say. We would never say something like that in this podcast. Never. Um, He's got a uh, fanny pack. I'm sorry for all the UK listeners. I just said vagina pack. Over there, it's called a bum bag. Sounds like a cloth (laughs) bag. (sighs) He's got a purse, a a waste purse, all right? Yeah, that's a good name. Which, you know, it's a perfect name for clean up your dog shit in the park, your waste purse. Yeah. Put the dog poop in. Anyways, but it's not full of dog shit. It's full of dog treats. Don't you think uh, it's funny that uh, dog treats are shaped like bones? Like, that's just for us. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> right. What should it be shaped like? Nothing doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Like, the dog doesn't doesn't know what, a like, a cartoon bone looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. Anyway. Right. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, besides those treats, he's also got his little dog whistle around his neck and a uh, grammatically incorrect T-shirt that reads "Who rescued who?" Because it should be "Whom rescued whom?" Who rescued whom? Yes. Who Because re- it should be "Who rescued whom?" Uh, if Lisa saw that, she would be mm-hmm. mad. Like there is a bumper sticker. Oh no! Um, where? On a car. Don't worry. <laughs> Does it um, say political my, thing? No, it says "Who rescued who?" And every day I pass by it because it's by my house. And every day I'm just like, that's wrong. <laughs> I know that common parlance forgives the who whom thing, but wait. So the car rescued the person? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's asking. So <laughs> could be that the human rescued the car from right an impound lot or something. Well, anyways, uh, when did Lenny become such a doggy daddy? Hey, Homer, what are you doing here? Once it became clear that human companionship was a non-starter, I adopted this handsome little mister. Devin, he loves it here. The training books say it's important to keep your dog socialized. Not a book, Clark. And now that you're here, I have somebody I can talk dogs with. So, where'd you get your dog? Oh, I think he came with the house. Look at that dog talking. We'll meet here every morning at 7 and have our own club. The Dog Dad Boys. I'll reach out to logo designers. Oh, God, somebody get me out of this. Ah, Deb, Deb. Control your psycho maniac. Bad dog dad. Membership in the dog dad boys revoked. Oh, you saved me from the worst kind of human. A dog lover. I love you, dog. Let's go get you a reward. The dog dad boys sounds like a podcast, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I know dogs are great i love dogs i'm not i don't have a dog mm-hmm. i can respect the dog but i'm kind of on homer's side too like i feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast that like just the dog crazed people there are out there yeah you know there, like it's a lot it might be controversial but when they when people refer to their dog as like oh i don't want children i have a dog that's my child it's like no is it <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. When you're too into your, I understand. Okay. So I understand like parents, 
of yeah. human children. I know. <laughs> we're like, well, <laughs> of what? I don't really get it, but well, you, but what I'm trying to say is, I get where there's like, you know, like, oh, you know, we can't go out this weekend or meet you, right. whatever, because we have a baby and you know, we got, you know, I don't have a sitter, that sort of thing. I understand that. Sure. That's actually the best. That's the only good reason to have a kid is right. to get, out, you of get out of stuff. Yeah. Yes. But only you can only really use that excuse until they're like, what, at least like 10. Mate. Yeah. When I mean, they, they can stay home alone. Probably. Oh, oh, home. Oh, so like three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's people like, oh, no, we can't. We got the dog. You know, we can't do this. We can't go there because we have to bring the dog. We have to have the dog everywhere. The dog, the dog, the dog, the yeah. dog. It's all about the dumb dog. Like when I was a kid, we had a dog. He stayed in the backyard. Right. When we go out of town, like the dog, dog stays outside. Yeah. We uh, at our store, uh, my store that I work at, um, we have a no dog policy except for service animals that absolutely zero people respect. And so people just bring in their dogs all the time, any size, like somebody has a great Dane they bring in, it's the size of a horse. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I'm not mad at the dogs. So the dogs don't want to, they don't right. go shopping. No, they don't have a list, but I feel I, I get annoyed with the people because they take their dog everywhere and like in, they interact with other dogs and they bark loudly. And uh, we started serving them treats. And so the dogs and the parents of the dogs or the dog owners, I did it. Uh, the dog owners, like uh, <laughs> dog gun owners demand treats. <laughs> You know, because for themselves, right? Because they did the treasure of shopping, like so they've earned a treat somehow. Do you have them like get on your get on your legs, beg for it? Yeah. <laughs> no, again, not shaming you if you have a pet. Fine. No, like, there's nothing wrong with owning a dog. But, I, I I had a dog when I was a kid and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, service animals they're trained for a reason and look perfectly fine. But like when you go into a rest, I was reading a review on Yelp for like a restaurant uh-huh. and it was talking about like this restaurant, like three giant wet dogs came in Ugh. they didn't care. I'm like, no, I like these, like they're obviously not service animals. And I, you know, man, yeah, I, I, we're going to lose listeners, Steve. I know. I feel All like we're being controversial, them. but we're not saying that we dislike dogs. We love dogs. Dogs are great. I just, I find the dog owners and their need to yeah. take the dog everywhere to right. be annoying. Right. And, you know, it's great that we have dog parks. Go there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when I'm sitting in a restaurant and a dog, I mean, also back to like anti-kids, I also think kids shouldn't be allowed in restaurants. Yeah. I hate that. when I'm eating and like the dumb baby starts staring at me. I know. I, I flip it off a lot of times and oh, it starts sure. laughing. Yeah. Give Although, it some uh, whiskey. To, to be honest, like if a baby starts staring at me, I start to sticking my tongue out. At, if, if, if if the parents aren't looking. Oh, yeah. You got to do that. I do some fun things. Yeah. Like here in Portland, Oregon, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, of... Sorry, Portland, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if you have like if you've been listening, thinking that we were representing. Yeah. Maine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Should have known from our lack of silly <laughs> accents. Man, we're I'm burning bridges right and left. But like, there's a lot of spots that are like breweries are designed for beer drinking. And it's weird because you can go there on like a Saturday night at eight o'clock in the evening and there'll just be kids everywhere. They'll be like, they'll have like a play set or something because I just want to get beer and drink beer. And yet there's all these kids around and it's weird. I was going to say too, I thought you were going with the other thing is like a lot of breweries and wineries like cater to towards the dog culture because they oh, encourage true, yeah. the dog because they if you like go to the Oregon coast, like there's so many bars yeah. that are like bring your dogs in, bring, you know, we have one in Portland called the lucky Labrador. Yeah. But you know what? Honestly, now thinking about it, it kind of doesn't bother me because those bigger, like the, like the, those labs, like usually are pretty chill. Mm-hmm. You know what is? I just don't like little dogs. I'll be honest. Yeah. 
<laughs> They've got and, something to prove. Yeah. I like a like a I like a German Shepherd and Labs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh bounty hunters. Sure. Dog. Yeah. Uh, the bounty yeah. hunter. Dogs. Yeah. And Snoops. Sure. And uh not Snoopies as much. No, nah, they're they're fine. And gunnets. <laughs> Who am I now? George Wallace, like I was gonna say, my top yeah. five dogs. dogs. <laughs> Um, if you go follow George Wallace on Twitter, you're oh, yourself you're you're using Twitter service. wrong. That's he's one of the funniest ones. Maybe the best account on Twitter. Classic. Say, he's like, a, he's been around for a hundred years. George Wallace, yeah. great comedian, consistently good. Yeah. All right. Enough about. Uh, let's go back to the Simpsons. Chief. All right. So I really liked Homer's reading of when Lenny hands him the book, which happens to be Rough Dad, Paw Dad, Single Parenting, Single Dog Parenting by Choice, which is a take on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the personal finance book. Um, but Homer says it's not a book park. <laughs> it's just a fun line. because So I'd, I'd be down for a book park. Yeah, it'd be nice. Just to... You'd have like, it's a park, but with like tiny little libraries everywhere. You'd have like, oh, over there's like science fiction, tiny little library. Over there's the history. Over there's the romance. Or Yeah, you can bring fiction. like a, you can bring like a blanket and some, you know, <laughs> picnic and like just sit and read a book. That sounds delightful. And no pets allowed. Exactly. Except for worms. Bookworms. Hey. God. What How many mean? cheesy jokes have I done today? <laughs> It's it's the whiskey talking. Um. Also in that park too. I love it when Lenny hands Homer the book and Homer just like nonchalants about it and like mm-hmm. throws the book, not even like aware of the surroundings. But a dog just like picks it up and bites or grabs it <laughs> in midair. I thought it was great. Yeah. We're done with the dog park, right? I think so. So let's let's get out of there because uh, Santa's little helper saved uh, Homer from having to deal with the Lenny and his dog daddiness, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna give him a treat. And uh, probably get, he's going to drive to an, you know, far away place, probably. But really, it's only like 30 feet away. <laughs> he mm-hmm. gets in the car, drives away and parks into another place called Dairy Girls Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer asks uh, Santa's little helper to wait two minutes while he gets uh, he gets him the treat. But, you know, like any good pet owner or child owner, if you leave your kid or <laughs> pet in the car, make sure you uh, roll the windows down and leave the AC running. So he mm-hmm. does. And uh, he gets in the ice. Oh, he also gives Santa his little helper a nice little kiss there. Yeah, very sweet. So he gets into the uh, ice cream shop. And uh, Steve, I went to an ice cream shop this weekend. I haven't really? had ice cream in a long time. Yeah, um, it's nothing that interesting. But um, <laughs> I don't know why you brought it up then. <laughs> but yeah, he was finding a uh, flavor that will make the dog feel uh, the most cherished creature in the entire universe. Wow. Oh, so what I did was I went to a Cold Stone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want like ice cream. So I go to the Cold Stone because I want that. If you're familiar with Cold Stone, they have that the birthday cake ice cream. Like that's kind of like their the birthday cake remix, you know. Right. If you've ever been to Cold Stone, that's kind of like their signature dish mm-hmm. <laughs> or cone. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted that, but they had like Lucky Charm ice cream. Oh, it was green and like you make the lucky chunk lucky charm cone. It comes with all the you know accoutrements, like actually lucky charm cereal. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to say I had to try a sample and uh, sure. it's so sweet. Like I'd imagine, yeah. And I was like, I I'm 40 years old. I I can't eat this sweet of food. <laughs> Give me the That's, birthday cake. It's okay with the birthday cake, which I got a medium size, which what they call like like it or love it, and I forget the other one. It was John Lovitz, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but I got the medium size. I'm like, oh, that's plenty. I had like three bites, and I was like, I'm full. I can't. I I can't eat this. <laughs> Wasted it. You know. You would think that but Marge did... made it. <laughs> yeah, Marge made my ice cream, and then I got it in a waffle bowl, and I didn't even eat in the waffle. Wow. Yeah, and it's like this sucks. <laughs> it was, no, no, it didn't suck. It was great. And I was like, ah, I can't eat anymore. I wanted, to... and then I ate Thai food. <laughs> like, you becoming good. an adult. I I. It, 
turn 40 and I'm like, all right, sweets are out. Savory's in. Nice. <laughs> whiskey, good. Yes, whiskey, very good. Almost running out of that drink and we've already been three clips in or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're like two and a half minutes into the episode. <sighs> and 45 minutes. To talk. This is going to be, I'm, I'm proving this is going to be longer than last week's episode. Uh-oh. Sorry, guys. We'll get back to it, Steve. Steve, Steve will reel us in. <laughs> yeah. So while Homer locks, uh, looks for the perfect flavor, uh, Santa's little helper jumps excitedly in the car. He leaps, hitting the window window lever, causing the windows to close. Then he does another jump, and he unknowingly locks the doors. And yet, another hop, and he kicks the keys out of the car's ignition. Lindsay Nagel sees the scene and assumes that some jerk left their dog in the car. Um, old Jewish man that notices that the windows are closed. And Jimbo wonders who could do such a thing. And Agnes replies that it must be a monster. The whole animation scene was great with Santa's little helper. Yeah. Like just the care that they like logistically went through, like making sure the car's still on, Homer has it on. So the windows, you know, because it's all electronic so that they could go up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Santa's little helper is so happy. And he's so happy in this entire episode too. Like, I know. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. He's just completely oblivious. He's just like, I got to hang out with yeah. Homer. And then and he's loving the attention because all the yeah. people are looking at him. He's just loving it. Woo. And Homer's so excited. Oh, it's great. So back in the uh, ice cream shop there, Homer passes on uh, chocolate for obvious reasons. So he knows that chocolate's bad for doggies. Mm-hmm. And um, he considers Santa's little help- helper's love of peanut butter. Wait a minute. Is he saying that he puts oh. peanut butter on his <laughs> dick and Santa's <laughs> little helper licks it off? I hadn't thought about that, but now that's all I can think about. Uh, so. Homer is a bad man. Homer, yeah. bad man. Homer's little helper. <laughs> Just, uh, Homer's ba- Homer, bad man. Uh, that's an episode, right? Yeah. Sweet gummy Venus to Milo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good episode. Yeah, Let's it watch is. that next. All righty. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, so he declares rum raisin to be the uh, to be unacceptable for any species. See if I've never had rum raisin. I've had raisins and I've had rum. Yeah, I like both those things, honestly. It's I just think like some malign flavor that shouldn't be so hated because I think it's probably fine. Yeah, it's just, it's does, like a grown up flavor. Does Bass and Robin still sell rum raisin? Is that one of their 31 flavors they sell? Probably. It's like that's the only ice cream that Burns would eat, right? Yeah. And Grandpa. I could see, yeah, or maybe like a fig ice cream of some sort. But it's yeah, always. You know what? I want to try rum raisin now, Steve. Let's let's go on an ice cream run. Alrighty. And I know Cold Stone probably doesn't have him, but uh, we'll go to old timey Bill's ice cream shoppery. <laughs> sure, it's somewhere. Yeah. Remember that time we? I think you and I were at the coast, and there was like licorice ice cream, and we got licorice ice cream. Oh yeah. I was disappointed. It was good. Yeah. But it was white. I wanted it to be black. I know. I love licorice ice cream. Honestly. Yeah. It's- delicious needs to be black um anyway so the crowd outside keeps gathering there's more people so everyone's taking out their phone like they do and document the situation putting it on their tiktoks and instagrams or the equivalent of in the simpsons universe mm-hmm. and um and then like snake even just says like some people are just bored and broken <laughs> i love it when like they've done it a couple times but like snake always pointing out like the flaws of humanity or right how people are assholes <laughs> and he's the criminal yeah but you know santa's little help he's still inside he doesn't know what's going on he's having a good old time occasionally honking the horn and mm-hmm. uh homer homer's got his ice cream cone in hand and steps aside to see uh he's going outside to see what's going on puppy spoiler coming through hey what am i missing a charlotte individual thaw fit to desert their dog in a hideous sedan wait it's not what it looks like i just left my dog in my car on purpose <laughs> How could you, man? And on a scorcher like today? What? It's not a... 
Come on, boy. Help me out. Get the keys. Get the keys! You expect him to work under these conditions? No, wait. I think Marge hit a key under the car somewhere. That dog-cooking wuss is trying to hide! Leave me alone! I'm good with dogs! The Dalmatian in the fire truck. Oh, there's a couple of scenes where just like the joke escalates into like a, a more detrimental type of thing. Like the fact that Homer locks the Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, also, at like 353, did somebody win a contest? Because there's a guy who I don't recognize in The Simpsons and he's wearing a Raiders hat. Yeah, he just it, it looks like, um, you know, when uh, there's people that sell the Simpsonize yourself on exactly, yeah, Instagram or on you know anything like that. It looks like someone like that, like right. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's not yeah. the Raiders; it's like the Simpsons Raiders. So it's like the Springfield Raiders. Right. Exactly. So that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I like uh, how there's the 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 group of people that they chose to put in there, like Fat Tony's in there with the other mobsters. Yeah, Lurleen. Like yeah, Lewis. Is that his name, Lewis? No, no. Uh, the pale kid with the curly Charlie Brown hair. Is that uh, Wendell? Wendell, yeah. Yeah. We need more Wendell. Like he's got. Where's his origin story? Yeah, he's an albino, right? I assume so. <laughs> it's it's so fun just looking in the background of all the characters. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, uh, I just seen I just seen now uh, uh, Jack Black's uh, comic book character. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Milo. Milo. He's. A, did you say that already? I, I didn't, but uh, yeah. Uh, Dedrick Tatum sounds a little different, but sounds pretty good. That's right. It's uh, he's played by a former SNL uh, cast member who was grossly underused. I feel. Uh, Jay Farrow. Yeah, I could talk about like an hour about Jay Farrow on this podcast. Here we go. <laughs> no, uh, I love Jeff Jay Farrow's run on SNL. Yeah, and I, I remember when he left. I was like, no, he he was he was good. Like, but you're right, underused. Yeah, at the time, and I feel like there's certain performers like uh, Melissa Villasenora. I feel like she's underused. Yeah, uh, Kyle Moon Mooney. I think his talents are underused. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in sketches, but yeah. but he always he usually plays the straight man or reacting to something. Yeah, that if he could have his own sketches, um, it'd be a far different show. But uh, at least we got Sarah Squirm. She's mm-hmm. she'll be pretty big. I feel bad for the new guy Aristotle. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're talking. This is a, not an SNL podcast, but <laughs> Jay Farrow was was one of my favorite uh, cast yeah. members in the past couple of years. But uh, so it's cool that he's, you know, he's the new Dedrick Tatum. Yeah, this is his first time doing it. And I think he did a good job. And I hope yeah. that I hope he, that he actually gets to be like play other cast members or other uh, people in Springfield as well. Yeah, right. We just need a new Apu, Steve. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Get an I know. Apu. Somebody who wants to do it and is appropriate. I think it, yep. there's a lot of potential. So as the crowd reacts with disgust, a firefighter pops the car's door lock, uh, freeing Santa's little helper. In those situations, too, why didn't someone just bash the windows in? I know. Maybe for like, well, that's what a lot of people do when mm-hmm. they see the dog in, in a car is they break the window. But it happened to Laura one time when she worked at a mall. She uh, saw a car with the windows up and a dog inside. And it was a very hot day. It's like 103 degrees. Oh, I so think she, she did up, that? I think she, she didn't break the window. I think she ended up calling the cops. But oh, okay. But yeah. So the crowd looks on with re- the disgust. And then the firefighter pops the doors op- the door open, uh, freeing the dog. And then Santa's little helper laps the uh, fallen ice cream cone as Homer assures the mob that his pet's fine. Lenny thinks that the reason that the dog's a psycho is because Homer's a psycho. Well, 
Well, the firefighter just assumes that Homer is also a bad parent. Just then, uh, Bart and Lisa walk up from their <laughs> father, bandaged, bruised, and emotionally hurt because Homer forgot to pick them up. They're literally 30 steps away. Right. And he got strapped in this whole ordeal. Like, yeah, he couldn't. He was busy. Kids are the worst. Yeah. Don't Homer should have locked them in the car. <laughs> In the garage with some with the, <laughs> with the windows with the windows rolled down. Yeah. <laughs> so well, the, keep, keep keep Lisa and Maggie. Yeah, this is good. Just this, fuck this, Bart. Yeah. Uh, the townsfolk's gasp as the ooh, ooh. Uh, end of, yeah. Let's pitch that episode that Algene Homer kills Bart. <laughs> I think the season finale. Yeah. Let people wonder. <laughs> it's not who killed Bart. It's just why hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> Right, we're getting, it sounds like we're getting dark right now. All right. Let's... Yeah. So the tennis will gasp. And as the uh, Simpsons drive off, Homer's relieved that the whole ordeal is behind them. But as Springfieldians continue to, continue to film Homer in the car, uh, Lisa's not so sure that they're in the clear. So uh, on the uh, app uh, called uh, Neighbor Hub, which I think is a parody of the Nextdoor app, mm-hmm. pop-up shows Homer next to his dog locked in the car with the text that says, The Face of Evil. Below it's another pop-up says, uh, The man should be publicly neutered. And another says, uh, Keep your dog away from this guy. And a fourth one reads, Who's a bad boy? This dude. <laughs> Continue to multiply. The screen is full. Steve, do you have the Nextdoor app? Have we talked about Nextdoor before? Um, I don't, but I do have a Facebook account that I uh, don't yeah. look at, except for St. John's, my neighborhood's yeah. community, whatever. Just basically uh, to see what was uh, that sound. You just said where you live. All, all of the fangirls are going to be coming to find you, Steve. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it. I have it, but I've, I've never posted it or anything. But literally, all it is on mine is in the neighborhood I live. It's porch pirate videos. Uh-huh. Um, people stole my Cadillac converter from my Prius sure. videos. Extreme left, extreme right, pandemic crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, strange man walking in the street. Yeah, and then uh, people stealing our recycling. Huh? Yeah, that, that's, that, that that's, makes sense. That's the only posts. Yeah, we get. Is this business open? always news about the taco bell which is weird <laughs> like oh you i i think our taco bell is having some troubles like sometimes oh, you can no. only order three items they have like three item limits what and sometimes they'll just close at 8 p.m on a saturday for no oh, reason geez. so I, I they post about that and then we have an issue in our neighborhood for uh, uh, street racing oh uh, yeah so people be like hey there's street racing so yeah yeah uh, street racing sucks yeah, don't do it. And I hate all those jerks that do it. Yeah. Sorry, Vin Diesel, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Who... Yeah. Uh, the Rock. Uh, Paul Anka. I mean, the dead guy. The dead Paul. Paul Driver. What's his name? Paul Rudd. No. Paul Driver. No. Paul Walker. Paul... Paul. Oh, yeah. Paul Walker. Paul Driver would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ludacris, maybe? Yeah, Usher, he was in the couple, I think. Definitely ludicrous. I don't know about Usher. Gal Gadot. She was in two. Really? Them, I think. Yeah. Huh. Um, Jason Statham. Is he? In yeah. And, and up and coming Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa. Oh, boy. He's going to be the bad guy in the new one. Wow. Yeah. He's going to be a regular Aqua. Maybe he'll drive a submarine <laughs> or a boat. He's yeah. Aquaman. Right. Or maybe he'll just have a bottle of Aquafina water in his car at all time. And it's actually Aquafina. Oh, yeah. And she'll yell a lot. Yeah. And kind of get canceled for a dumb reason. 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show, Steve. <laughs> uh, so back at home, Marge enjoys a glass of red wine while uh, looking at her newly clean carpets and furniture. This must be how Catholics feel after confession. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous with Marge and red wine and the new carpet, though. Yeah, that would be... Uh... <sighs> I don't know if I would do that if I just had my carpets cleaned. Yeah, nothing's going to happen, though. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. So she takes some pics to uh, show her neighbors so they can, as she put it, eat their dirty carpet hearts out. But then as she opens up that uh, neighborhood hub app, she finds Homer as the face of evil. She also sees that Otto is responsible for the bad boy charge. And it's uh, Sarah Wiggum who wants to uh, publicly neuter Homer, or at least have him do it. I don't know if she wants to do it herself. Um, Shocked, Marge cries out, no! And then she drops her wine, spilling it all over her newly clean carpets. She says no again, and she continues to say no as the Jen and Jack sprinted Vax van pulls out of the driveway and down the street. All those three hours, so timely perfect, so perfectly timed. And now there's wine on the carpet. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it baking soda and no club soda and salt to get the wine yeah. out? Something club like that? soda is a big one. And baking soda probably would help too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Steve, they should just tear that carpet up and get a new carpet. They've had that same carpet for at least 33 years. Yeah. And like three kids, that carpet's got to be close. Yeah, right. And a dog and a cat and an alligator and, and, a, alligator. and a goat, goat. and a pig. pig, a lobster briefly. <laughs> Maybe lots like of it. vomit that's been on there. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like maybe they did replace it because remember they had uh, in that same room, uh, Bart burned the Christmas tree down. Oh, yeah. And at one time they did have 25 dogs. It's true. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, later, uh, Lisa assesses the situation online where the rest of the family sits. And it's fun. They're wearing little uh, like uh, booties that you would in a like dry or a clean room or yeah hospital, right? Right. Even the dogs and cats have them, right? It's yeah, great. and little Maggie has them on her uh, hands too because she yeah. crawls. Right. So at first, it's just the neighborhood dog lovers mad at Homer, and then it spreads to the cat people, and finally to the horse crazies who Ooh. don't mess around. Yeah. Marge pleads to Homer to apologize, but uh, he doesn't see the see the point. I mean, you know why not? Because you know he did the right thing. They just don't know it. So even uh, Santa's little helper is cool with him, and they give a little fist bump. I like that. Yeah. Um, Lisa feels that Homer should accept the responsibility, even though he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, she even went to the trouble of writing a, a heartfelt apology. Uh, but you know Homer appreciates that, but he's pretty sure it's going to all blow over. Yep. And then uh, at the first church of Springfield, the marquee reads, "It hasn't blown over." <laughs> and inside, the family sits uh, isolated in their own pew. Uh, Reverend Lovejoy begins his sermon, stating that God's dominion over the beasts of the earth was not permission for man, a specific man, to abandon his dog in a hot Plymouth. This causes Homer to speak up. Okay, I get it. Everybody's mad at me. Dad, nip this in the bud and use my apology. I'm Homer Simpson, and I'm truly sorry. Tish! 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 Sorry if you pee-pee babies were offended by something that was no big deal and everything's fine, so what's the issue? Amazing job. You really got his voice down. Okay, Homer, I think you've made your point. I'm sorry that you don't have enough things to get mad at. I'm sorry that you all have skin thinner than gas station toilet paper. And I'm sorry that your lives are so boring that you take a man who left his rescue dog for two minutes to buy him organic ice cream from a woman-owned local business, and you crucify him! Ah. Ow, my dog's eye! I love the ongoing joke of Lenny's eye, but yeah. the fact that it was... 
Lenny's dog's eye. And it hurt Lenny. Because <laughs> ow. Yeah. Also, just this whole scene is so good. Yeah. And the fact that like he accidentally pushes Reverend Lovejoy out the window is a laugh out loud moment. Such yeah. a great visual scene. <laughs> and uh, also the, him the- um envisioning them as like uh an angry mob and Dewey Largo turns into a giant vulture. The, the, uh, it's like the sorry of you pee pee babies. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a really good scene. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like the animation too, because like the way they're seated in the pews, like they're up front, but like also it works like a force field around them. Like it's like the further back they go, less people, and even to the side, like dwindles yeah. down like worse and worse, or yeah, not, like less and less. Yeah, they could have easily just had them on, on one, one half side of the church. Yeah, but it's like there's like a, a an orb around them. Right. This is really really good directing. You know, good. Yeah. Uh, I, is that the director or the animation director? You know, whoever thinks of those little details that I'm noticing now. Yeah. So kudos to whoever came up with that idea. Just that circle, that aura around. Really fun. Real well done. Well done. Yeah. How far is the? <laughs> I, mean, I was wondering that myself when they push Reverend Lovejoy. I mean, it's only like it, there's no two stories. It's just a ground yeah. level. But he's also going through like a stained glass. So he's probably got shards, shards of, of glass. <laughs> and so, wait, what was Lenny not being inside the church for you? Oh, maybe he took his dog out to go take a, a, a doozy, a, of godly, a, doozy. a godly piss. Yeah. Or a devilly poop. Because <laughs> pee is God and poop is devil. Yes. Is that how that works? I think so. Vomit is, is heaven. Uh, pee is uh, heaven. A vomit is a whatever. Uh... Careful. Don't like name another religion. <laughs> be like Amish people do. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Our Amish listeners would be so mad. <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. I take that back because I want them to build us a podcast barn. Yeah. It's a fine podcast English. <sighs> Ow, my dog's eye. That... <laughs> is that our stinger? Or is that our favorite quote? Well, we'll find out. Yeah. So all the members of church there after that scene there, everyone's filmed that, right? Homer's like double screwed now. So they post the footage to a photo app called an Instasnap, making it go super viral. Uh, they post it to Facebook, asking to meme the scene. They, so the photo of Homer gesturing with his arms, causing Reverend Lovejoy to fall, becomes iconic with a hashtag pastor pusher. And uh, this photo then does become a meme with... Homer as a hangover and the Reverend as a snooze alarm. Homer as Marvel, Lovejoy as DC. Uh, we have Homer as a middle part, Lovejoy as a side part. A Homer as Disney and Lovejoy as Fox. Ouch. Uh, Homer as Arby's, Lovejoy as digestion. Okay, let me pause there real quick. Arby's yeah. isn't bad, folks. Even no, it's Bill good. Oakley admits it. it. Bill Oakley admits it's his fault that they make Arby's as a joke because it's just the way the word is. The yeah, it's a two fun, syllable. Yeah. Because it's called, it stands for roast beefs, right? It doesn't actually. It stands oh. for the people who started it, but people think that because their names are like the oh, Righteous okay. Brothers Sorry, or whatever. Wrong. Yeah. Common misconception, though. Arby's is good. Yeah, it's good. Eat your local Arby's, guys. Yeah, they need to the help. Their fish sandwich and everything. Listen to listen to Bill Oakley. Arby's yeah. is good. Those euros, too, that they have are actually pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, those are good. Anyways, Homer as uh, an Adele song, Lovejoy as my emotional composure. <laughs> Homer as Texas and Lovejoy as women. That's... I wonder if a lot of the so funny about this scene mm-hmm. is like they're making a meme and I wonder if they're hoping that this meme will catch on to Simpsons fans and it probably won't. But yeah. I feel like a lot of these memes might have been like more recent ads, you know, like to be more updated. Yeah. Because the Homer as Texas and Lovejoy as women is like, well, I mean, it's always been that way, but especially now. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Um, Homer is two ingredient 
dough and Lovejoy's three ingredient dough. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, leftover from the uh, pandemic. <laughs> right. Homer as the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854 and Lovejoy as the Missouri Compromise. Steve, explain that one to me real quick. Well, so in May 30th of 1854, there was a Kansas-Nebraska Act. All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. And it repealed the Missouri Compromise and created uh, two new territories and allowed popular sovereignty. So um, it also became a violent uprising known as Bleeding Kansas as uh, pro-slavery and anti-slavery activists flooded into the territories to sway the vote. So I think it uh, caused Missouri to become multiple territories and uh, those who like slavery and those who don't fought over that. Thanks, nerd. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we also get uh, Homer as Lil Nas X and Lovejoy as haters. Mm-hmm. So uh, the memes spread worldwide, even causing Monty Burns to send a special message regarding the issue, uh, saying that Burns industry releases the hounds on all forms of disrespect and to tolerance, they say excellent. He then goes on to say that the company has cut all ties with Homer J. Simpson and his actions do not represent the values of evil corp, <laughs> which is a very like... <laughs> It's a very good, like, modern day take on, like, the public company apology. Yeah, like, that I, I was going to talk about that in my review, but, like, this is so on brand with what happens to somebody. Like, one of the biggest ones in the past couple of years was the lady in Central Park um, with a guy who is also black walking oh, his dog. Right, right, and yeah. She thought, I forget, she she thought he was doing like i forget again i forget what she was doing but it was just some sorry to use the term karen yeah she was filming him because she was sure that he was trespassing right because so he was barbecuing at a public park that had oh no that's a different one i'm thinking oh just, okay yeah yeah there's so many it's of just, them okay so essentially it's just so it's it's white middle-aged woman afraid of black man video exactly and so but then the internet like things to like places like Reddit and Twitter, they find this person and then that company then the company they work for. And then the company sees that person and say, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> They're very Trumpy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. And so people lose their jobs because of their ignorance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Which, you know, fair enough. We, we could talk about this, but yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So Mr. Burn goes on to say that he, he plans to move forward by sitting back tenting his fingers and listening i just love that scene because it's it's burns even understanding like yeah what's wrong with people right <laughs> it's it a really funny scene yeah the importance of pr in this yeah. modern age yeah so as the simpsons watch this uh bart finds a silver lining playbook yeah well homer on the plus side this has made people forget you almost killed the dog oh Yes, this is the residence of the guy who pushed a pastor out of a church window. Uh-huh. And would you classify that as a death threat or merely an act of extreme violence? Thank you for your rage. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lovejoy's fine, but I lost my job and now that trolls put my photos and phone number on the internet, I also lost my anonymity. There's also a bunch of TikToks of people lip-syncing to what you said because that's what comedy is now. I'm sorry that you all have skin thinner than gas station toilet paper. Oh, I've never been so viciously lampooned. I hate this horrible new world. 
What I need now is the comfort of fast food and slow friends. So much going on in that clip. I loved. Yes. Uh, so first of all, the stats. Um, yeah. Because Bart had a, a, a he, he missed the chalkboard. So he had one at home. Yeah, we have like a dry erase board. So. Yeah. And so the doxing results are for threats of violence. There's 47 threats of death, 43 for miscellaneous uh, slurs. There's 46. And the category uh, marked yikes is 42. <laughs> I, I know they bring the same joke up but the anonymity the yeah trying to say that word and an- <laughs> i wasn't trying to make it jokes yeah i, was trying I know to say the i right know word anonymity so funny yeah it's a uh, it's a great uh, as we'll see it's a great runner throughout the episode also uh nothing uh makes me laugh harder than uh, Lisa's line of this is what comedy is now. The TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so true. Like just uh, I've tried with TikTok and uh, you know, there's some good content out there and people work very hard, but uh, as a uh, world. Yeah, exactly. And uh, much like the Danny in uh, Danny Glover in uh, lethal, uh, weapon. lethal weapon, <laughs> I'm too old to take this shit. Like to t- you're too old to take a shit. Yeah. Need fiber. Um, he also says it a maverick because it's a fun little joke. Right. No, it's just uh, just the whole thing of doing basically like this is a funny thing. So I'm going to do almost the exact same version with a slight variance. And then another person is going to do that. Another person just becomes a photocopy of a photocopy of the same joke. Yeah. So run to the ground. Like that's what comedy is now these days online. Hey, Steve, I got a funny joke. Yeah. A bee bit my bottom. <laughs> and now my bottom is big. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. Do you got one for me? What if I replaced my own cooking with that of Krusty Burger and made it my own? We can call it steamed hams. Ooh, I haven't heard that before. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. I mean, the only time I've ever I've downloaded TikTok, I've looked at it like a couple times, but it's the same thing. I know if you like you said, if you personalize it to like your likings. So if you're into like heavy metal, you right. can find like cool, like heavy metal people. <laughs> Although I got to say, like there is an algorithm that you mentioned and I've tried to like things that I like and God bless it. TikTok is sure that I am an autistic lesbian drummer. <laughs> That's all I get. But like without like any liking any videos, I open the app and all I see is like tweens again, lip syncing and doing weird dances that aren't even dances. And I'm like, this isn't for me. No. But again, you have to explore. But I mean, by the time I if I download and get on TikTok, there'll be something else. Yeah, there'll be like flip flap or (laughs) hoo-ha or I think hoo-ha exists, but it's a dating app or something. Oh, yeah. It's it's for a Al Pacino impersonist. The Hua app. Hua. I only want to do Al Pacino impersonations. Al Pacino. My favorite Al Pacino impersonation is the uh, Godfather. More like the subtle, like I, I can't even do it. Never mind. All right. Hey, uh, Homer tries to find comfort at Moe's. Uh, the barkeep and Lenny shut the door in his face, just like they would do with Al, like uh, Al Pacino did to uh, Diane Keaton in the Godfather Part Two. Yeah. Oh, no, Part One. Um, so next he goes to Krusty Burger, where Krusty and Carl also denied him access. Are, are Lenny and Carl on the outs right now? Why aren't they hanging out? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I like that the Carl and Krusty are buds. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see an episode of that. Yeah. Uh, he then finds a shack where a bald bearded man in a polo <laughs> looks kind of familiar. <laughs> 
welcomes Homer with open arms. He then sees a sign that says right wing podcast house. Pray is welcome. Um, I would say it looked like Joe Rogan, but it actually looks like you. I don't and have polo shirt. That's true. Or beard. Yeah. Uh, by, the way, by the way, that's actually where Steve and I re- are recording this podcast right now. <laughs> actually, I had a big laugh out loud moment at that scene. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> In the evening, uh, a tired and scruffy Homer, he's got like a full beard, right? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Lays on the couch and he states it's three weeks later as an ad appears on the television set. Shrimp? Who you calling shrimp? It's prawn time, baby, at Dead Lobster's annual prawnathon. Grab your bib for crispy popcorn prawn, wood-grilled prawn skewers, sizzling prawn scampi, and Parmesan-breaded prawns casino served over ice-cold lump prawn. All washed down with a tropical tiki passion prawn tini. Guys, it's Pronathon time! Guys! They wouldn't go without me, would they? That is such a good fake ad that captures Red Lobster. Yeah. The simplest of like just calling it Dead Lobster. That was great. Yeah. So the places where we get like where I get all my beers for the podcast, mm-hmm. that's called Total Wine and More. I probably mentioned it, but like once or twice, but that's where I get my beer. And across the street, it was a red lobster. And so one day after one evening after getting the beers, like we're trying to decide what we want for dinner. And I made the joke, let's just go to Red Lobster. And we sit in the car 20 minutes trying to figure out red, a restaurant to go to. And it said, screw no, let's go to Red Lobster. <laughs> I went to Red Lobster. So I went to Dead Lobster and it was during their lobster fest. And we thought it was funny that shouldn't like it always be lobster fest because it is it's in your red name. Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Like, let's go to McDonald's. Today we're having Cattle Fest where we have beef in the hamburger now. <laughs> but it's all these like different like new lobster. Like there's like lobster pizza and there was like, lob- you know, all these like lobster type of things. And the food actually was tasty. I got like a pretty, a, a, I got like a, a lobster stuffed fish type of dish, right? Uh-huh. Here was my disappointment. This is probably the second time I've ever been to a Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. I went there maybe once when I was younger. <laughs> and I felt the decor was boring. Interesting. Like I wanted to have like ropes you like, and, yeah, like, and like steering wheels. Like I wanted like captain, like I sea wanted captain like, car rings and yeah, I wanted, anchors like, on the wall. I wanted to look like we were in a boat. Yeah. But it was just like boring and like like hotel art on the wall. Right. Like they're trying to be fake fancy instead of like leaning into the theme. I think they used to be, right? I think so. But yeah. they try to like be classier. Yeah. No, fuck you, Red Lobster. Be trash. You're trash. Be trash. Yeah, but you're, you're perfect date trash. spot for a oh, good grade or which is hilarious because when we go there, it's a high school couple mm-hmm. on a date or a family or old people. Yep, those are that's what it's for. We were the middle-aged couple with no kids there. <laughs> it was weird. Right. But the food was decent. I, I wanted it to be more like a Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. Which of don't course. exist anymore here, but yeah. I wanted someone to come around with a, an accordion singing sea chanties and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The kind of the kind that you can find on a TikTok. They had a or moment. the 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 Springfield Pier, the guy that looks like Krusty. What's his name? Handsome Pete. Handsome Pete. Yeah, I watched that episode recently. It's a great episode. <laughs> oh, we were reviewing that one now. No, no. Homer opens the closet to find that four of the five monogram family seafood dibs, which I love that they have, are yep. missing. He uh, rushes to the, the closet. Chain. Yeah, exactly. And they have like little, their own little hooks. So he heads to uh, cha- uh, to uh, Dead Lobster, where the pronathon is fully underway. A banner reads, "These ain't your granddaddy shrimp; they're your grandbaby's prawns." <laughs> Which has a real kind of Guy Fieri feel to it to me. Homer walks in, and then uh, Hostess Shauna 
draws the re- uh, restaurant's attention to the hashtag Pastor Pusher. The uh, patrons take out their phones, film Homer, and then leave the eating establishment. As the crowd exits, a woman declares, well, I never. And this causes Homer <laughs> to wonder why he meets so many people that have never. Ah, oh, so good. Great joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> Homer then confronts his family, who he assumes are enjoying entrees of embarrassment because of him. Don't take it personally. We need to be able to do some normal family things without being publicly shamed. We just want a little anonymity. But Pranathan, that's our special son. I'm so upset I might not ever be able to get my prawn on again. Yikes. That has got to be the saddest thing ever said in a chain seafood restaurant. It's not too late, Homer. I'm here to help you. Help me? Is this some kind of prank like when those YouTubers chased me with real machetes? Wow. And no. I have created a refuge where people like you can find redemption. I run an institute. We call it the Institute. (gasps) And it might just be your last chance at rehabilitating your reputation. Wait, wait, are you saying you can steam clean, if you will, my husband's reputational carpet, if you will? I am, and I will, and I will. The Institute is his only hope. Yay, it's one of our favorite people, Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. We've talked about him a couple times on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Great improviser, great comedian. Yes. Now Um, super hunk because of that Eternals movie. I know, and he's just going to get more roles, but uh, he's a super funny guy. But he's not going to eat more roles because that'll get him fat. Maybe on his cheat day. Um, But yeah, actually, I've seen him live a couple of times. Uh, He used to have a comedy partner, uh, Jonah Ray. He's also very funny. From TV's Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly. And I may have told the story, but... Yeah, I think last week or the week before. When I was in LA. Okay, never mind. That's fine. Uh, I was excited to see Kamel, but I got jumped out of that instead. Anyway, he's very funny. And if you haven't checked out his episode of Netflix's Murderville, I highly recommend it. And the whole show. Yeah. Again, another another fun scene. Um, yeah, I love Marge's... Uh, oh, yeah. The still got carpet on the, the brain. But also the callback to her trying... Marge trying to say... Anonymity. And... I was trying to do it. Also, do you think it's funny that Homer's bib has his middle initial, but the rest of the family doesn't? Right. But I also like that Bart's is Bart Simpson, right? But I just like his, it's just his BS. And when I see BS, I think of bullshit. Right. I also appreciate that uh, Lisa's a trooper. Oh, right. She's got her bib, but she's probably, you know, there's a just salad one, and bread. Well, there's one uh, uh, lobster. Uh, what are the Cheddar Bay Biscuit? Oh, yeah. the cheddar, Those are good. Those are real good. If you buy the mix at the store in the box, it's pretty much the same thing. Just yeah. Like the, although I think they taste a little bit better in the in the store when I had the biscuits. But yeah. Although then also, but Lisa loves the smell, too, because remember when Homer cooks. I, yeah. Uh, Chompy. <laughs> she's like, what are you? Oh, Pinchy. Sorry. <laughs> Chompy's a new character that hasn't been introduced yet. Yeah. Oh, great. Matt Selman heard this. He's going to introduce Chompy. Chompy. <laughs> what, what, what animal would Chompy be? Well, I was going to say like an alligator, but we already had one of those. Yeah, but they didn't eat it. That's true. They did. So alligator meat's pretty good. A hippo. Hungry hippo. hippo. Yeah, yeah. Stage new for season 34 when Homer gets a pet hippo and he eats it. <laughs> yes. Hungry, hungry Homer. You already wrote the episode. Has, has that not been a title yet? It seems like it should be. I mean. Yeah. Okay, so Homer turns the backyard into a hippo sanctuary. 
it was a season 12 episode oh yeah oh. it's it's a uh, homer becomes uh, a good samaritan and the the baseball team is going to leave so it goes on a hunger strike oh i remember that one yeah yeah okay uh so it's hippo homer how about that yeah uh homer the hippo it's hippo to be square uh hippo dad hippo dad okay well all right where were we <laughs> Uh, we just met Kamel, uh, or Theo, Theo, rather, and uh, Homer states that his reputation means everything to him. But as Lisa points out, that doesn't jive with Homer's past behavior. And frankly, Homer's tired of his reputation being all about his past behavior. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees to take the Institute's help and hands Lisa his seafood bib, asking her to keep it safe. She, uh, she and Bart solemnly and purposely fold it like a flag into a tight little triangle. So we head to the Institute, which is called the Institute, which I thought was a fun joke. It's an impressive brick building there, Steve. You got a sign that says, uh, bad days don't mean bad people. And so Theo explains to Homer that the Institute separates their uh, rehabilitants uh, by the uh, uh, severity of their mistakes. There's a wing for drunk textures. I've never done that before. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, one hot mic mishaps. Never done that before. Oh, by the way, Steve, I don't want to sound racist, but... <laughs> Oh shit! So I'll edit that out. Um, another four accidentally reply alls. I don't think I've done. I'd be honest. Truly, I don't, I don't think I've done that either. Yeah, because I don't have anyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Um, one for privileged blind TikToks. Again, Ugh. I don't know what that is, but it's like when mean? white women tell like people to like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do stuff and are just like, eh, you're a rich white woman, so right. shut up. So obviously, I haven't done that one. And uh, one for comedians who did material too soon. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. Yeah. Theo finally leads Homer to the hall of offensive Halloween costume wearers, which split into one side is pre-96, while the other was 95 to 2018. Um, Steve, I don't think, did you ever do any, any of your I, Halloween I costumes? I don't think so. Um, I don't think here. So in third grade, I was Andy from Amos and Andy. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite movies was The Jazz Singer, so I did that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau, so I went as one of his favorite Halloween costumes from like the, the 90s. Uh, sure. Look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other one was, uh, let's just say Mo. You monster. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Um, I was He-Man, Superman um but that's offensive you you're not a kryptonian and you're that's not true i was you're not um i'm not from attorney either. attorney yeah i've got a problem with aliens <laughs> at least you were I never would, alf uh, no i would never well be. you well no no your, your halloween costume this year is alf with alopecia <laughs> yeah i'm alopecia alopecia <laughs> just goes just go naked yeah <laughs> and start eating everyone's cat ah <laughs> It's easy to do an alpha impersonation, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> wait, uh, hold on. Uh, hey, I'm, Gordon. Yeah, hey, hey Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, there you go. I'm off. Gordon. Yeah, there you go. Well, I like Alf. eating cats. Hey. But yeah, in reality, when I was a kid, I don't think I didn't do anything. I was Bill Clinton, but I didn't uh, go to Epstein Island. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was Garth a bunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was ever anything too problematic. No. All right. So the Institute doesn't take uh, any Halloween mishaps uh, after that, because at a certain point, you should know better. Uh, Homer then meets fellow friends uh, who formulated famed faux pas. Homer, meet your team. Just like you, they all went stupid viral in a bad way. First up, Helen Lovejoy, a.k.a. Lemonade Karen. Let me see your permit. Where did you steal these lemons from? I don't think you're even from this neighborhood. Siri, 
Call 911. Councilman Jed Hawk, a.k.a. the Toilet Rocker, who always forgets to turn off his camera and hit mute. She was a fast machine. She took the motor, cleaned the bottom, 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 American thighs. Oh, no. Barry Dugan, a.k.a. Pissed O Shorty. He throws tantrums in public. A lot. Oh, sure, the club's at capacity as soon as the short guy shows up. I get it, and I'm pissed o. Oh, so you don't have any blueberry muffins left for the short man. I'm pissed o. I do. Realize you only agreed to spend the rest of your life with me because I'm short. And it's <gasps> pissing me off. All right, so a lot of those are references there to real things that happened. Yeah. So the Helen Lovejoy one, mm-hmm. I, I've seen videos of, I don't know what it was, but like, um, you know, a woman complaining about kids. It's not like, Steve, do you know any more about that? Uh, yeah, so it's based on a 2018 event where Allison Edel, who was a white woman, called the cops on an eight-year-old black girl illegally selling uh, water and uh, lemonade without a permit. That's right. She went up to a little girl yeah. and called the cops on her for not having a permit to sell w- bottles of water. It's it's just so weird. Um, yeah. We also get the the end there with the, the short guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's based off of what was it? Uh, Bagel Boss, right? Exactly. He yeah. was complaining about being short and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And basically um, he's just being just throwing a tantrum. Who is the. Much- uh, oh, yeah. And then the one in the middle, I think, is just uh, kind of a more. I mean, I might be wrong, but I think it's more vague of. I think it's more like a tube and thing. Like, I think they didn't want to yeah. have. They obviously couldn't animate a Simpsons character like pounding off or pounding being o. naked. So, what? Pending, pounding O, as uh, Jimmy would say. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't say off. Right. <laughs> but um, instead, he's taking a, a deuce. Right. And singing. singing. And the embarrassment actually comes from him singing rather than pooping. Right. Um, but yeah. And so finally, uh, Theo introduces Kirk Van Houten, a.k.a. Uh, Juicebox Dad. We see insta-snap footage of Kirk in the bleachers of his soccer game, asking if the coach actually wants to win. He then demands that his co- coach take his son out of the game. And as he does this, Kirk hurls juice boxes from a cooler to the coach, um, which is, you know, kind of a broad thing to like the psycho uh, sports parents who yeah. like yell at coaches and start fights and stuff. Yeah. Those uh, people so- aren't paid. They're not. They're no, volunteers. It's, and it's just a game. Yeah. The kids are just, the kids don't care as much as you do. I no. assure you. Yes. Uh, Millhouse watches. Uh, <laughs> watches depressed as an unintended soccer ball passes by him scoring a goal. <laughs> I like the animation of Millhouse too. He just, yeah. again, he just uh, like, just doesn't want to be there. Like you just said, like the parents are more invested in the game than the kids are. Yeah. And just, he's just like sitting there like, looking uh, down. That's so good. <laughs> Homer comments that he shared the video a lot. Uh, Jed Hawk then wonders how associating with the uh, scum will revive his reputation. Uh, this upsets Larry, who thought the uh, once again, who once again called short. Uh, Kirk throws some juice boxes at Larry while Helen asks Siri to call the police. I was worried about, I don't want to say that because I wonder how many people are watching the show when she oh. said Siri call the number right but it activates people's phones i don't want them, that to happen i don't think siri can do that <laughs> like they... like <laughs> skirting on this like i mean we can say, say nine... whatever shit we want to say but we're afraid to say <laughs> call right nine one one no no but, but when someone's phone goes off <laughs> <laughs> anyways i don't I, I don't want i don't want you guys to be dinged by the services for your phone yeah that number i remember um quick side story i one time dropped my phone and i cracked the screen so only like a third of it worked and i was trying to reboot it or do something with it and i inadvertently like pressed the side button like too many times so it called that number 
Oh no. And I was like, also, I wasn't entirely sober when this happened. It was like late at night. <laughs> and so I was like, so freaked out. She's like, uh, 911, what's your emergency? And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm so sorry. Nothing. Everything's <laughs> fine. No, no. But now no it's probably like causing, like, right. I'm I don't know, like, he's actually being attacked. <laughs> I was like, my phone's broken. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hang up now. Bye. <laughs> and I hung up and like, luckily nothing happened. But yeah, yeah in retrospect, I, think I responded the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I think like as a kid, you're thinking like this is for emergency only. So like that like is stuck in your brain that like if if you call to prank nine one one, they'll come and arrest you. Or yeah. like, if you call for false <laughs> something false, they'll come and arrest you. I think <laughs> they might. Yeah, they probably can. Yeah. Um. So Homer tries to uh, calm the situation, and Helen wonders if Homer will push them out of a stained glass windows like he did with her husband. Uh, Homer explains that it was just a, a careless act born of rage. Uh, the hated virus stars argue. Uh, Theo speaks into his smartwatch, wondering if these are the right people for the team. Four suited figures on screen in an unknown control room watch the team and agree that they're awful, which is why they're perfect for the mission. I feel like this is kind of like these, I think it was Captain America's Civil War, like had kind of that same scenario yeah which it's very marvelly. yeah which spoilers they never show up ever again in the marvel movies huh. uh so uh, theo explains one of the main tenets of the institute good works overcome bad days with that in mind the team will be doing acts of charity uh once posted online these acts will make their transgressions a distant memory Homer says he doesn't work well with others, so Theo suggests spending the day doing uh, team-building improv exercises. Gross. Uh, which quickly changes Homer's mind, and he's eager to do good deeds. So the team's working together. They don some wetsuits and take a raft in the, uh, the middle of the water to pick up trash. Uh, their instant snap sh uh, post shows uh, this with the caption of a lake cleanup. Uh, next, they show a tisk talk post of them planting a tree uh they then use these grappling hooks to scale a wall to do some graffiti removal which is quickly posted to socialmedia.com <laughs> and uh at the park trash cleanup homer shares a high five team made as he feels his reputation being repaired with each staged good deed uh so if you just a random thing if you go to socialmedia.com it goes to groupon which is a thing that no one's used in 10 years uh, I still use Groupon. It's still good. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it in a while, but there's a, uh, a, a car service that we use that they put like um, oil changes and car service things for like a like a little gift, not a gift card, but like a, a service card. You oh, get nice. Cheap, so we use that. Uh, good on them for uh, snacking socialmedia.com. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Homer's pleasant feeling is uh, short lived, though. As uh, Cletus, Nelson, Dolph, Jimbo, Cookie Kwan, Marilyn Muntz, and Julio, as well as Strawberry, all stand on an overpass hurling trash at Homer and his team. Homer and his crew are still hated. That's Their plan literary. doesn't work. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's crime. Crime doesn't pay. Uh, Helen Lovejoy wonders if they should call 911. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You know, uh, no, no, all the phones are calling 911. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, don't call 911. Siri, don't call 911. Okay, Siri, you can call 911. Alexa, call 911. Just do it. All yeah, right. Windows phone, continue doing nothing. <laughs> uh, but Theo may just have another plan. Unfortunately, that was the only way to get you your lives back. Well, there is one other way. No, we can't. What? Nope, it's too radical. Ah, but it's the only thing that's 100% guaranteed to work. Hmm, yeah, it does sound pretty radical. Thanks for being honest about that. Well, sometimes the only way to get results is through radical action. Sorry, we took a vote. It's too radical. Well, I didn't even tell you what it is yet. When you said radical, you said enough. Bye forever. Look, I thought that by calling it radical, you'd be more likely to want to do it, like you'd be intrigued or something. <gasps> intrigued, eh? 
You are all here at the Institute. Because of the humiliation you faced after the world saw you on your worst day. <laughs> but what if you could delete all that from every computer, every phone, every meme, and even every personal hard drive on Earth? Well, that's impossible. You'd have to invent something to do that. Funny you say that. I did invent something to do that. A universal eradication code that can completely scrub any image or video from the entire internet. This is like that perfect like techno babble thing from like a Marvel movie or any type of action movie where yeah you know they're explaining something but usually the response is like but you need to bypass the interocitor with the uh, <laughs> blah blah you know right <laughs> it's like Homer's like but to do that you would have to invent something <laughs> and I did invent something oh yeah it was really funny it was really good Homer's really good in this episode now I really oh, like yeah. uh, Kumail's, oh, Kumail's uh, I mean I his think characters are fun yeah I mean are we just because we love Kumail or is it just is our do we have Kamal eyes? Like maybe we do. He does is good. <laughs> Either way, it, it's a lot of fun. That movie uh, with him and uh, uh, what's her name, Issa Rae, where they were a married. Couple. That was a fun oh, yeah. movie. That was a lot of fun. He does good things. Yeah. Also, check out uh, the Big Sick. That's uh, yeah, that was a great movie too. That was like a, five, five years story. ago. But yeah, it's a really good movie though. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Homer asks that Theo scrub him and his others immediately, but Theo needs to first upload the code into the one server powerful enough to reach all of the internet. He then clicks to show a Universal News Network website front page, warning of hurricanes, photos of, from the uh, Jupiter rover, news of a box office uh, success from the Vindicator sequel, and a $3.6 million deal for some quarterback. It's a very good fake news uh, page. <laughs> it looks like CNN, but none of that matters. He scrolls down to uh, and points to Chumnet. Below the headlines are three clickbaity articles powered by Chumnet such as you got uh, you can retire tomorrow if you have this one thing in your attic <laughs> she had this one parasite in her stomach now she's single and 12 celebrities with surprisingly ugly twins brace yourself for number three how many <laughs> of us how many times i've clicked on clickbait and i still do yeah they're um those are such real sounding clickbaity articles they, they must have had fun trying to come up with like the funniest ones i mean yeah the she had this parasite in her stomach now she seems like doesn't make sense at all but this right. the two sentences together is great um if you are a reddit user i suggest r slash uh, saved you a click and oh, yeah. they'll uh summarize the article in like two sentences and tell you how many clicks you save so right it'll be like uh like the article will be like steven spielberg says this was his one regret and then on the in the title it'll just be like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal School or something like that. Yeah, it's I'm not saying that's the like, most obvious yeah. thing. Yeah, so you don't have to click on it and get probably ads and uh, spam or, I don't know, internet terms, I'm saying. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Chumnet puts those headlines at the bottom of every website. I know what website is safe from this article, such as uh, the real reason you don't hear about Vince Vaughn anymore. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we see him on uh, Curb. Yeah, and he has some uh, not so great political views, yeah. in our opinion, or my opinion. Which is weird. Why would Larry work with him then? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, or uh, wedding fail photos you were never meant to see. Ten cheeses to put on your bucket list. <laughs> Uh, Theo tells his team that uh, in order to upload the scrub code into their servers, they have to break into the Chumnet headquarters and on Chumnet Island. Uh, Helen's worried about the danger of the mission, which is a, a radical aspect that the team seemed to have missed. Uh, Homer's, uh, he's a little intrigued, though. Radical, eh? Well, yeah, we don't have anything to lose. So we're kind of like a suicide squad. 
You're exactly kind of like a Suicide Squad. What do you say? I think we can pull this Oh, I say we do it. We need to fight for each other because we're a family. Aww. A family I don't want or need. I miss my actual family, so let's do this. Oh, yes. Yeah. But if we're going on a commando mission, don't we need some sort of training? <laughs> don't you see? You've already had some sort of training. That's right. So Homer and his Suicide Squad use their skills they learned from their good deeds to infiltrate the Chumnet HQ. They use their aquatic skills that they used for uh, picking up trash in the river to ride their boat to the locale. They use their shoveling skills to dig underneath the fence and the wall stuff they learned from uh, cleaning graffiti to scale the wall of Chumnet. Once inside, the team is instructed by Theo to find the server room. Helen is concerned about the people, but uh, Theo assures her that there are no people, just clickbait. Uh, so Homer and his uh, comrades enter an empty office space with uh, vacant computers, each with its own Chumnet clickbait headline. Uh, Theo tells his team not to stop and click on anything, but the articles are enticing, which he uh, we got headlines such as... Your gym teacher is all grown up and gorgeous. We got 15 photos taken right before choking deaths. <laughs> Man gives his girlfriend a sweater. What happens next is fine. Read this before you ever use a stapler again. <laughs> the little girl from Waterworld doesn't look like this anymore. What does she look like, Steve? Uh, you know, she's an adult woman. Okay. Um, Jed ponders who would fall for such garbage, then wonders just what the the girl from Waterworld does look like. Yeah. Like I say, she's just got a haircut. And, yeah. She's got a haircut. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kirk, meanwhile, is intrigued by 80 NFL players who live in bad houses. <laughs> Number six will shock you. I bet it's uh, Tom Brady because he's like, wait a minute. I need a better house. I don't want to be around these kids and my wife anymore after two months of retirement. I'm coming back to play football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be tackled by 300 pound uh, men than yeah. having to be a father. <laughs> I've got so much more to accomplish, like winning the Super Bowl yet again. again. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, Larry is drawn to the article, One Simple Trip to Add Years to Your Height. <laughs> I think it's very funny. He's a short guy. Uh, Homer also finds the headlines tempting, but the one that he sees, this guy left his dog in the car. <laughs> your jaw will drop when you see what his wife looks like now. <laughs> it's such good, like, twisted logic. Yeah. Um, just makes Homer more focused. He's eager, eager to return to his pre-pariah life, but his teammates are all trapped in their endless slow-loading slideshows. So uh, Theo tells Homer to free the rest of the crew, but before he can do so, a uh, glass plate locks each of them in their cubicle and then gas fills that workspace. Uh, all Helen wanted to know is which vegetable gut doctors were begging her to throw out. It was radishes and Homer knew all along. But there's no time for that. Homer has to pass through the prondemonium to get to the server room, which has a sign that says, you'll never believe what's behind the door. Servers. <laughs> uh, once in the server room, Homer follows Theo's instructions leading to the access point. Uh, Homer then plugs in a thumb drive. Once the scrub code is fully uploaded, everything will be erased, and you will return to a life of anonymity. Anonymity. It's anonymity. Preparing global internet scrub for the following individuals. There we are. Wait, who are they? I recognize these people. They're really terrible. That guy raised the price of insulin for fun. I think that guy was just president. And those are his kids. And oh my god, that's the football coach that does all the cheating. Yes, Homer, all evidence of their misdeeds will be erased too. But that's different. Those people did actual bad stuff. 
Wow, a lot of Russian generals. Upload at 60%. Jeebus crackers! So the only way to save myself is to erase the crimes of history's current monsters? Aw, oh, wise up, Homer. Who do you think funded this entire operation? <gasps> Scrubbing these villains is what the Institute was always really about. What do I do? Wait, I never had a handkerchief. Oh, this is the apology Lisa wrote for me. I can't believe they called out Barack Obama, Sasha, and Malia. Why can't you believe that? Well, because he's like, hey, that guy used to be president because it was supposed to be Trump. Oh, uh, see, Barack Obama has COVID. You can't make fun of him. Uh, that's right. I'm sorry. It's in poor taste. <laughs> Again, Kamal or uh, Theo doing the anonymity yeah. joke. And there's your three, right? Yeah. The joke's three. Such a good online or running gag. Yeah. And then also like just uh, mentioning, you know, like referencing Martin Screlly, the pharma bro who raised prices on a drug, you know, the, uh, of course, Trump. And then uh, coincidentally enough, Bill Belichick, who cheated with Tom Brady. Yeah. It all comes back to Tom Brady. I also like the uh, probably timely or they probably, I don't know if they put it in post, but the Homer saying there's a lot of Russian generals in there. <laughs> all right. Very uh, relevant joke. It sounds like maybe they do they do that. We've talked about how they can just insert a new joke like before air. Like I mean, after... maybe because it, it wasn't like on screen. So right. they they probably <laughs> could put put, uh, put it in post. Right. All right. Well, Theo is gleeful as the upload is nearly complete. He can't think of anything that will stop his plan. So meanwhile, Lisa's apology mentions uh, striving to do the right thing, which Homer wants to do. So Theo warns that he doesn't know what his investors are capable of doing to the people who don't help him cover up what they're capable of doing. <laughs> uh, one thing Homer is capable of is yoinking that doodad out of the computer hole, and he does so. So it's throwing the, the drive to the ground and then smashing it with his foot. Scrub is canceled. And Theo feels that uh, Homer ruined it. But, you know, Homer, he's got another idea. No, my daughter ruined it by writing the most genuine and inspirational apology ever. You should hear it. I'm Homer Simpson, and I'm truly sorry. Sorry, yet also grateful for this opportunity. In the annals of time, there have only been five truly great public apologies. But on that day, the words Lisa wrote, and Homer somehow read to everyone in the world, put those others to shame. It was deeply soul-searching and 100% effective. Homer was forgiven by all and beloved forever. You failed us. We're gonna do to you what we did to democracy. Irreparable damage. The plan was too radical. Too radical! No, no, no! Radical! What they do to Theo? I don't know that shadow government that uh, ruined democracy. <laughs> uh, good thing that's a fictional thing that's not real. Right. We're not conspiracy theory podcast, <sighs> are we? No, not yet. Give it a couple weeks, so. <laughs> okay. It kind of reminds me of that callback to uh, I think we talked about a couple of episodes ago with um, mm -hmm. the uh, Lord of the Flies parody, where this kind of just ends abruptly with a voiceover. Yeah, uh, they couldn't get James Earl Jones, but that's fine. No, nope, but they got uh, probably, probably Kevin Michael, a, probably Kevin Michael Richardson, right? Yeah, doing a really good Morgan Freeman impression. Yeah, you were gonna say Morgan Fairchild, weren't you? I almost did, yes. <laughs> but there's white text, Steve. I know. So that means there's more of that apology. And because of all of you, from here forward, I will be the best Homer Simpson I can be. There you have it. A reminder that we could all be a little more understanding of one another's humanity. Up next, dumb idiot has heart attack on treadmill. Another plate of shrimp. JK, 
is prawns. <laughs> I should have listened to you all along. Yeah. Well, mostly you just shouldn't have left the dog in the car. Yeah, agree to disagree. But he and I have an arrangement. About the uh, Ken Brockman dumb idiot has heart attack on heart attack on treadmill. I love that, that that's news. Yeah, that some poor man had it was running in the gym and he had a yeah. heart attack. <laughs> and then Lisa's quip at the end is like, "Well, yeah, or just didn't need to keep the dog in the car." <laughs> like honestly, like we talked about, like dogs coming in this episode, dogs coming into like restaurants and things like that. Yeah, obviously that ice cream shop would have been probably okay with Homer bringing in Santa's love helper, but Homer also isn't into the whole dog culture, so never mind. Right. It all works out. Okay. Yeah, he was respectful, and the little court got him. So yeah. don't all be right. respectful. Don't be respectful, Steve. I'm I'm out of my cocktail, so I needed to make a new drink. So can we just take a break? Alrighty, we'll be right back. I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Alrighty, Craig, we're back. Let's uh, discuss... Uh, this episode, you won't believe what this episode is about. Act three will shock you. We'll talk about uh, what we might want on some branded gear, like a tattoo or a t-shirt, uh, who we found the funniest, what uh, what jokes we liked, and uh, you know what we thought of the episode. And then we'll find out what we're watching next week. What do you say? Oh, Steve. Thank you. Penis dicks. Cock wieners. Sounds great. What do you want first, Steve? Same uh, thing we always do. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it normal this week. <laughs> Not like, Odie. Yeah. Normal. Not gonna be cute. We're just gonna be dumb. <laughs> done and done. Exactly. Uh, so, what do you want on uh, some media? I want a DVD. Of... <laughs> no. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep it simple, stupid. Already. I want to cross brand contaminate a thing from this episode to us. Weed. I want personalized lobster bibs for you and I. Oh, I, I like that. Annoyed grunt boy Steve and annoyed or just like AGBS and AGBC. Oh, I love it. Lobster bibs. That's what I want. That's perfect. That's great. I uh I could see that and uh, we could go to a seafood restaurant and enjoy. Uh it's a date. Alrighty, you, Steve. What what do you want, Brandon? I had a similar idea uh cross promoting our podcast cuz I want a t-shirt with the uh Homer and Lovejoy meme. But Homer is the annoyed grunt boys <laughs> and uh, Lovejoy is new Simpsons episodes. I was going to bring that up in the, the show talk of can we just use this meme as ourselves? Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think I, I hope people use that meme as a meme. Yeah, I hope it becomes uh goes viral, as the kids say. Yeah, that was quick. We we knew what we wanted. Yeah. So now that we know that we what we wanted, what do we know that made us laugh? I think my favorite ongoing joke, and I said it through the podcast, is the anonymity joke. Yeah. The fact that you got Homer, Marge, and Camille doing the, the, the bits great. And of course, Lisa's line yeah. of how TikTok is what's funny now. Yeah, it's uh, those are two very good jokes. The uh, the follow through on the anonymity joke is just really good. Um, and yeah, the Lisa's line is probably my favorite of the episode, but also just the sheer volume of work they put in on the psych eggs and the memes and whatnot. Um, All the clickbaity headlines are so good. Each one funny and realistic, but also absurd. 
so many times when TV shows, even The Simpsons, try to uh, mock the zeitgeist or make fun of the things that are going on currently, it doesn't feel real. It feels like a bad, like an old person, like trying to describe something. The writing staff, especially Christine Nagel, did a really good job of making jokes that were timely and felt very real. I also forgot to say that I loved uh, the opening when, when Homer is uh, through Lenny's book. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Lenny's eye, dog's eye joke. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that hurt my dog's eye. There is a lot going on in this yeah. episode and like visually speaking, but I think it also like breathes really well too. Yeah. It's just, this was a really great episode. A lot of fun. I was, I was trying to think of like, what could I like be a dick about? And mm-hmm. I, we've seen this all the time, especially in the past couple of years with the viral videos of people losing their livelihood because of something they did. And I think this kind of like also speaks to, you know, Homer did the right thing, but a, a mistake and no one saw. So it made Homer look like the bad man. Right. So again, like we said, like, is this, do you judge the book by its cover type of story? And in this case, we know Homer's innocent, but also as, as internet culture, we are, we see one side of us, of a story all the time. Right. And we make up our minds along with what the group thinks. And there's certain things like, you know, I I won't bring anything up, but like there's certain things that are pretty clear cut of evil going on that, you know, are wrong. Mm -hmm. But there is also things that maybe we're not we're not seeing the the other side of the story. Right. Right. It's funny because I felt like this episode was going to lean towards Lisa saving the day, which essentially she does. Yeah. Because all he had to do was read the apology. Mm -hmm. But I thought there was going to be like I thought the episode was going to go to like Lisa discovering uh, since everything's filmed that somehow, you know, like security footage saw Homer did, you know, prove Homer's innocence by showing like, oh, here's video of him actually does have the windows down and the dog did do this. So he is innocent. Mm -hmm. And then it went to a weird different subplot with Kamel making the suicide squad, but also like it worked because they were training to do stuff like to to do this uh, mission for him. Yeah. It's one of those like weird, like, did I like that weird subplot, which I started laughing at because like the third act will shock you. I'm like, oh, it did because (laughs) I was expecting that typical Simpsons storyline of Lisa has to say the day again as herself, like solving the case for dad, but it didn't. And so it's like a weird, absurd third act that like if the Simpsons can pull it off, they can. This one, it did. A lot of times that third act, that would just go so bonkers and unrealistic. Yeah, I especially would, the last two minutes, it just kind of they ruined ruin, so much. Yeah, yeah. ruined the Simpsons episode. But I think this one, this episode was, was very thought out. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it was a very great episode. I agree. Probably again, season thirty-three, knocking out of the ballpark. I think this is probably this is probably in the top. Will we have fourteen? This mm-hmm. is definitely in the top uh, four, maybe of this season. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, like you say, there's no uh, moment where like anything's wasted like there's so much visual work put in uh the little booties in the carpet like they didn't need to do that just everything is just so thought out and so tightly processed and the the moral of the story at the end of the day is really interesting because it's true what the internet is now where it doesn't matter who's wrong or right it's just a matter how the public perceives you because i mean homer could have just tried to explain himself that he didn't do anything wrong but the the people at large would not agree with or would not uh, accept that so he had to do a heartfelt apology which lisa is adapted writing to basically not not prove his innocence but just to prove that he's remorseful which is like a sad commentary on the world that we live in today um but aside from that like it's just such a good 
reflection of the world that we live in. I think that if there is one flaw of the episode in general, it's just that it is very of the moment. And I don't know where the world's going in the next, you know, two weeks, two months, two years. But I wonder if, you know, if like when the Simpsons are on at uh, season 50, um, if we'll look back at this and laugh about how out of date it is. Right. Does it have the replay value? Yeah, that, that's my only real complaint. I feel, I feel like that's my concern, too. Um, which, yeah, I think concern is a better word than complaint. That's uh, because, yeah. But I want to watch this episode again mm-hmm. but in this time period. Right. But yeah, I think that uh, I don't know who my MBJ is. I think it might be Lisa with that line about this is what comedy is now. But in general, just the the way that they portray uh, Red Lobster as Dead Lobster. Yeah, that's so real. Um, but that that also is a, a joke that can stay forever, too. Yeah, because uh, Lobster Lobster Fest isn't going anywhere. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that this is a really solid episode and just really funny, really fun. I love the way that Homer is like dumb, but caring and he's trying his best. And you know. again, the the way they've been writing Homer this season has been really uh, it's, it's, it's good writing because he's not just jerk ass or dumb. Right. There is actually just, concern and caring in his demeanor. Yeah. And I got to say, uh, Theo's uh, or Camille's performance as Theo. Yeah. He played a likable person with a lot of confidence really well but he turned out to be the bad guy in a way and as just a fun heel turn and i like the mysterious society that's controlling him i don't know i I love this episode it's just so much fun and such a fun world to live in and even i mean we didn't even mention that the other people of the team who are based on real people like pisto shorty and uh yeah always based off a viral yeah again that's the dated part right but i think they they handled it well and it's just uh, just a lot of fun if you gave it a ranking what would you give this ranking well i will say that marge had the vacuum for three hours so i'm gonna give this uh two hours and 47 minutes that's a good runtime yeah for actually that's a horrible runtime <laughs> yeah it's a little long who are you the, not you, the batman's longer isn't it <laughs> yeah it's about a little over three yeah um all right, yeah, it's it's. Um, I'll say uh, Camille Nanjiani was in the Marvel's movie The Eternals, which is based on the comic book The Eternals, which came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first issue, first appearance was in 1976. Oh. I'll give this episode the year Star Wars came out, a 1977. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> this is Star Wars level of episode for me. Wow. Yeah. No, uh, great episode. And uh, again, season 33. There's not really a stinker in this season. No. Amazing. Next week, we have another new episode. Yeah, we do. Steve, um, uh, do you want me to do it for you? Um, Sure. Did, did you, you didn't look up the episode, right? I haven't looked at it. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Because I got it right up here. Okay. It's, it's going to be hard to uh, to try to come up with a story for this one, Steve. Okay. Title, yeah. Um, so it's going to be season 33, episode 15, entitled Bart the Cool Kid. Bart the Cool Kid. What okay. That would be about. All right. So Bart commits a prank. <laughs> he commits a prank. Freezing the... Springfield Elementary's new swimming pool into a solid block of ice. Skinner, upset with Bart, sends him to Antarctica (laughs) to uh, go to the science research center there that was in the thing, you know, with like Kurt Russell. Movie the thing, yeah. Yeah. So he's there and uh, he has to work hard every day and like, like the penguins are jerks to him and he's just like really downtrodden. But he keeps on sending uh, 
messages to his friends and family back in Springfield about how funny, how much fun he's having and how much he's learning. So everyone thinks that he's the coolest guy around, but really he's miserable and, but he's lying about it. So when he comes home, everyone expects him to be like this heroic hero, but he's really just downtrodden because he's been like scrubbing toilets in the Antarctic for so long. And uh, also Lisa buys a bird. Well, Steve, uh, again, you have failed and you got zero out of zero on this one. Uh 0.0. It's actually, uh, here's the synopsis. It's uh, when Bart befriends a famous kid influencer who owns an ultra cool skatewear brand. Huh. So he's a cool kid. I guess this is the B plot. Homer leads a rebellion of losers, loser dads against them. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It was written by uh, Ryan Coe. All right. We know Ryan. Yeah. We've done a couple Ryan Coe episodes. Yeah. it was directed by TBA, so I guess they haven't directed it. Uh, they don't have a director yet. Okay, maybe we'll get Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, uh, but we got uh, some guest stars. We got Michael Rapport returning as Mike Wegman. He was in before as uh, that eager guy who liked Homer a lot. Yeah, in season 31's episode, Go Big or Go Homer. So he's coming back. Okay, cool. We got uh, a musician, uh, The Weeknd. Oh, boy. Who uh, who hates this podcast because he got rid of one of our podcasts because we're not allowed to air it, right? Was it was it, yeah. was it The Weeknd where I, Spotify I took that episode off? Yeah. We played and... a Weeknd song, but we were talking over it. Right, which is completely fine. It's the one legal thing that we do. <laughs> yeah. And also, Weeknd, you're just doing bad Michael Jackson impression. And all your songs sound the same. Boom. Took oh, down. roasted. Yeah. All right. And, well, um, yeah, yeah, that's your synopsis in your episode. All right. Can't wait to watch it with you, Craig. Uh, you and uh, yeah, I mean, in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I had fun this episode, so hopefully next week we'll have fun again. Indeed. If you want to have fun with us, hmm. there's a couple ways to have fun with us. Uh, we recommend Instagram. Go to Instagram at 138Simpsons. We're also on Twitter at 138Simpsons. And uh, we're not on Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but we are, not. but we just don't go on. I, I don't even have access. Yeah. I think we should just get rid of the Facebook, Steve. What do you think? Do we I have think, anything? Yeah, okay. I think that's probably fine. All right, cool. Just Twitter and Instagram right now. Eventually, we'll get to TikTok. Yeah. Or Flip Flop or whatever is coming next. Um, tiss, you can also tiss. even Piss Talk or Piss Talk. Um, that's a different one. Yeah, it's a far different website. Um, or you can be old fashioned and just email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com. And hey, if you want, go to your favorite podcatching app, leave us five stars or the equivalent thereof. And uh, you don't have to write a real review. Just uh, tell us your favorite meme. Or show it. Yeah. With Instagram. Show, don't tell. Or email. Yeah. Or show. But if you want to use your voice, if you go to the, your whatever podcast app you use to listen to this, you can look at our show, the show notes there, and it uh, will have a little link to leave us a voicemail. And uh, you can always do that, too. That's right. All right. Well, for this week, I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And sorry if you PP babies were offended by something that was no big deal and everything's fine. So what's the issue? Yeah, we just want to keep our anonymity. Ow, my dog's eye! That's what comedy is now.